This episode of Comic Book Junto is brought to you by Bear Fruit, a Philadelphia-based lifestyle brand dedicated to turning beliefs into creative action and inspiring others to do the same. Head over to bearfruit.com, that's B-3-A-R-F-R-U-I-T.com, and sign up for our newsletter. While you're there, check out our other podcast, The Beautiful Struggle, a weekly conversation series hosted by me, Octavius A. Newman, featuring various guests telling their origin story. Don't forget to grab some merch from our online store. As a reward for being a loyal Comic Book Junto listener, use promo code CBJ to get 10% off your next order. Bear fruit. Believe. Create. Inspire. Now let's start the show. Junto, episode 29. I'm your host, Octavius A. Newman. I'm the creator of Bear Fruit. And with me is my co-host, Adam Jesus Teteris. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That is, that is a J. Just so everyone knows, it's just pronounced. Hey. Uh, it sounds like it is, an, it is an H, but the spelling, that is a J. That's right. That is Jesus. Get your Googles on if you don't know no better. Hey, Zeus. Yay. How you been lately? You know. Yeah. It's up here, thundering and lightning. <laughs> You know how I get down. Yeah. Same old thing. Is anybody to keep you company up trying there? Trying to keep Jesus and crazy. Trying to Jesus. Trying to keep, uh, you know, trying to keep Hercules and Hercules Kratos in order. They don't listen. Jason and the Argonauts. Yeah. Yeah. You know how it is. Haters. Man, these kids. Haters. You give them, you, give them, you know, you give them godlike powers and what do they do? <laughs> they try to kill you and take over. Yeah. They don't respect us. They don't put any respect on our name. They don't put any respect on Mount Olympus. Zeus, you have a lot. You have a lot on your chest. It seems yeah. like you, you, you yeah. have a lot going on. You got a lot. You seem of, stressed out. Your hair is all white. And that's what happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's hard. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got earthlings, you got mortals, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, you mm-hmm. try to do for them, but they'll never appreciate you. I know this feeling so They're well. They're always cursing you in the heavens, but so, then they're going to ask you for something at the same breath. That's so relatable. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. what is this? That really resonates with me. Yeah? I, f- I feel your problems. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I know what that's like. <laughs> Octavius, how the hell are you, man? I'm doing good, man. You know, uh, feels good. We just came off of... Our four-year anniversary, my wife and I. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Mm-hmm. We made a, it. Uh, your anniversary fell on a brown bag day. Yes. Yeah. So I bought comics. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Octavius, how do you make... Let me just ask you a marriage question real quick. How right. do you make it work? Well, you make sure you always respect brown bags. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it. You don't ever disrespect brown bags. You bag heard man. it here. You no, heard I, it here. No, we, uh, we, went out, we went out of town. We just had a relaxing time. We went out to dinner. We stayed in a hotel. We just chilled out. It was fun. That's nice. That was really nice. That's good. That's good. And um, besides that, I saw an advanced screening of Ghostbusters. Which are you? Are you going to impart your opinion now? Or are you um, just going to? We'll, you going to we'll, keep that in your back pocket? We'll keep that. We'll keep that. Because I'm, I'm, I'm finna see that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really want to see that. Yeah, we're going to do a one shot on that. If you're new to Comic Book Junto, basically a one shot is like a single episode where we. Yeah. Um, it's not like a regular episode of Campo Junto, and a lot of times we do movie reviews, so we'll yeah. probably do that after Adam has seen it. But mm-hmm. you know, I saw it. I'll leave it at that. Okay. I feel like that's enough, and I want to see it, mm-hmm. so I'll be seeing it soon. Uh, Yesterday was a big day for you and I. Yes. Yeah. And uh, actually, you know what? 
Tell me more about bear fruit. Yeah, we always skip this part. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're just very excited to get into it. There's a yeah. lot. There's a lot. Hey, to Adam, what's about. up? All right, so let's go. Yeah, yeah. So let's just do this. Hey, this is uh, Octavius. Hi, I'm Adam Jesus Teteris. Tell me a little bit more about Bear Fruit. So this podcast is brought to you by Bear Fruit. Bear Fruit is a Philadelphia-based lifestyle brand dedicated to turning beliefs into creative action and inspiring others to do the same. Mm-hmm. So you can find out more about Bear Fruit by going to bearfruit.com, checking out the different things we've got going on there, sign up for the newsletter to find out more information about what's going on. You can check out our store. We've got new merchandise that we're putting up all the time. Currently, right now, we've got a pre-order for our Blue Marble Baxter t-shirt. That pre-order is going to end on Friday the 15th, so mm-hmm. you're probably going to be hearing this on Friday the 15th, so this is the last day to get it um, at a discounted price. After that, the price is going to go up, so you can check that out. Um, check out our other podcast, The Beautiful Struggle, where I talk to creators about their origin story, and... You know, you can also check out the back episodes of Compo Junto with Adam and I, which is basically we're the Power Man and Iron Fist of podcast. That is correct. You yeah. know, and now that is officially published. That is documented. Yeah, it's factual. It's not just you and I saying. Well, technically, that is just our quote. Yeah, well, whatever. But yeah, but they it is. They don't need to know all that. Uh, yesterday was a big day for Octavius and I. We 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 were really <laughs> fortunate to be included in a this week's issue of Philadelphia Weekly, mm-hmm. and this week's issue is going by. It, it's it's doing a feature, I guess. The feature is called Forward Philly. Yes, and it's Philadelphians uh, who are doing creative work, doing something to further and progress culture mm-hmm. in our city. That's right. We're very proud to be a part of that. Honored. Yeah. We, and, we, and guess, we in, guess who made it on the cover? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So Octavius we're on the cover. Octavius grinning. Me, I'm cheesing. We're we're on the cover of Philly Weekly. So if you're walking around in Philadelphia, you look inside a, a Philly Weekly yellow newspaper box, you see our, our our goofy faces. This is cool, man. I was really honored to be in this. You and I are uh we have a photo of, of both of us on the sidewalk yeah. in Society Hill, mm-hmm. looking kind of like Bone Thugs and Harmony. Absolutely. We're looking very kneeling down. Prayer hands. That's what they needed from us. Because mm-hmm. we need to shake it up a little bit. Uh-huh. You look at all these pictures. Everybody's smiling and posing. <laughs> yeah. And then here we are. Absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. Like, it's like, what are these clowns doing? That is correct. That is correct. <laughs> I'm I'm very, very, very proud to be in here uh, with a lot of these people who are doing yeah. incredible work yeah. and making really amazing things. Oh, shout out to Christina Faith, who's in there as well. Yeah. Um, Christina Faith uh, does a lot of the cinematography. Can't mm-hmm. call her a uh, uh, no, you, you made that mistake once. Yeah, yeah. She corrected me. She's like, don't you ever in your life. No. <laughs> Disrespect. Wow. Yeah. So when you say my name, put some respect on it. We're putting respect on your name, Christina. Yeah. Faith. So yeah, she's in there as well. She, the um, documentary for the O'Domney Andy Minio project. She did that. She shot that and edited it. Yeah. Edited, did, 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 Yep. Um, also the Maverick Thoughts videos that are on YouTube. She did those as well. She is an all-star. Yep. She does a, everything. Just a creative peer, a friend, someone who tells me, Octavius, that is not a good idea. <laughs> you should probably not do that yeah or you definitely need to do this yeah 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 so that is the kind of person that kanye west lost a long time ago yeah like no longer has that person to say no 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 please don't do that yeah kanye please just just don't do this do me a favor and just shut up kanye what (laughs) who gonna be the medici family exactly exactly i am walt disney so that is an important (laughs) i am walt disney we are walt disney uh i thought we were the power man iron fist podcast well and walt disney because walt disney owns marvel Uh, okay i see the connection this whole thing right right? yeah listen Uh, i'm not greedy 
uh-uh. I don't need four billion. No. You know? I just don't need me, to be Walt Disney. Yeah, I just I need, need to be that. just give me a million. Give me some of that steamboat Willie money. That's all I want. Uh-huh. You got it. The point is, is it's now official. You and I are in this 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 circulated newspaper mm-hmm. listed as the power man on iron fist. And Octavius is looking at a photo of us. We get pictures of us because you know, yeah. we're like, we're, we're divas. And, of course. and we, we, uh, we get photos of us and Octavius is looking at it and he goes, man, look how much bigger I am than you <laughs> talking to me. Like, well, yeah, that's not news to me. That's not news to me. But yeah. I guess it's so funny because, I don't even know what we came across that. It's like, man, we actually are like Power <laughs> yeah. Man and Iron Fist the podcast. Yeah, it's like yeah. actually, that's, that's actually right. the case. Yeah, that I'm is just right. not bald yet, but I'll get there. Right, and I'm, I'm not on the way. You know, I'm not really displaying my uh, my mastery of martial arts. Yeah, you keep the chi concealed. I do, I do. It's a, a, a concealed chi license. I'm trying to keep that. <laughs> right, just trying <laughs> to keep that. License to carry. Yeah, chi? I try to keep that under my shirt. Sir, do you have any weapons on you? Just these hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh, other than the fact that I'm a living weapon, you mean? Just these hands. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, back up off me. But yeah, another other news uh, that we got for Comic Book Junto, we are going to be part of the Philly Podcast Festival. Yeah. We have an actual date and time. August 20th. As well, yep. And mm-hmm. what's the time? I believe 2 p.m. At Amalgam Comics and Coffee here in Philadelphia. That's right. So, put it on your calendars. Get it on the schedule. If you're going to travel, be ready to travel. That'd be great. We'd love to see anybody who wants to come. We are, we are really looking forward to doing our first live show. We're, we're going to try to make it just as fun as we always do. We're looking forward to answering, doing our talkback segment live. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to try to have some bare fruit, you know, goodies to give away for people to, you know, like participate and stuff like that. We're still trying to figure out what exactly we want to do, but we do want to make it interactive. Yes. If we have the opportunity to do it live <laughs> in front of a group of people, I, I think it makes sense for us to include those people show sure to be a part of our show, yeah. make it special. So we're going to have some fun with that. Absolutely. We're going to have some fun with that. What else is going on? Do we miss what else is happening? In the <sighs> Gosh. Updates. What's going on with you? Uh, what's going on with me? Uh, yesterday was my girlfriend's birthday. Spend the day with her. That was nice. Uh, a friend of mine here at Indie Hall is a comic book artist and creator and chef. Yeah. And her specialty for chefing is macaroni and cheese. Tell me more. Lo and behold, uh, my girlfriend Timory, her favorite food is macaroni and cheese. Look how the world comes So together. I commissioned a birthday cake made out of macaroni and cheese. You just lost me. I did that. You just lost me. I did that. How does that happen? It happened. Is there icing involved? Is there Velveeta and cream cheese? Whoa. Yeah. Actually, it, it was a beautiful it's thing. It's cheese on cheese. It was cheese on cheese. Tell you what. Cheddar. Uh-huh. And it, there's no bread, nothing. You slice into that thing. That is cheese. So how was the, you know, toilet situation after that? Clogged, broken. I'm sure. Destroyed. I'm sure. No, but... Was tr- it worth it is the question. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It, I got, was, it was worth it. I have, a, I, have, I have half of the cake left, I believe. Oh, Lord. Uh, it was very good. It is delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to say shout out to Fallon, Fallon Cock. She, she's working on a book right now. I don't think I can talk about it, but she's working on a book. Uh, she she she's works doing, on... She's doing what on the book, though? Uh, artwork and writing. Mm-hmm. Comics. Um, She's amazing. She's incredibly talented. She pulled through on this cake, which is unbelievable. It is. I'm just going to say this straight up because people are probably reacting to the concept. I'm right? reacting to okay? it. Okay. I'm going to say this. It is way more delicious than it deserves to be. 
It what? is phenomenal. The, the idea of a birthday cake made out of macaroni it's the, it's and cheese. The, it's the macaroni and cheese birthday cake that we, de- that we deserve. And that we, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it is the Batman, it is the, the dark Batman. night <laughs> right. of macaroni and cheese birthday cakes. Yeah. I feel like this is going to be the first of many savory birthday cakes. The trend, right? The trend. going to be the beginning? Oh, yeah. Well, absolutely. we already created the thwipping point. Yeah. Now we're going to create savory birthday cakes. Savory birthday that cakes. That sounds terrible. Yeah. He now that I just, say it out loud, it sounds like something that should not happen. Jeremiah, not singing about this. No. Jeremiah is not making songs about birthday not savory, mac and cheese. Not savory birthday cakes. No. Let, note, this, note to anyone listening who's like, man, it's Octavius's birthday coming up. I want to get him something. I don't know that I want up a on savory that. birthday cake. I'm up on that. It's going to be made out of chicken wings. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, if you give me a chicken wing birthday cake, hey, man, I would be so upset. Chicken wings and fries, we don't go on dates. Yeah, it's, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to try it. <laughs> But I'm probably going to be like, my dude, you couldn't just run over to Bellers and grab me a donut and just put a candle in it? You know what I mean? I'm going to walk in the door for your birthday party. You're just going to say, stop. You just turn around, leave. I'm like, okay. Take this box out Adam, of Adam, you better not have a chicken wings and fry wife's birthday cake. It's deboned, man. I had the bones taken out. <laughs> you better not. Yeah. I've brought no chicken wing cheesecake. So I have to thank Fallon. She she did something that was very strange and 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 did it for me. And at it made, your request, it made Tim at my request. It made Timry's birthday, uh, I think, pretty special. And it was that was dope. And shout out to Timry because she's the one who put together the Philadelphia Weekly uh, article as well. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That was real cool too. Before. Very very cool. We, we're starting an empire here, are we? Is that that's what's happening? How yeah. about that? Uh huh. Uh huh. That's good. Uh-huh. All right, well, let's start off with the news. Yeah, you know? there's a lot to talk about. Before we get too far out yeah, of hand here. You know, I, w- I do want to start, actually, on a serious note. We don't we don't dip into politics too much on Comic Book Junto. We don't? Uh, not too much. You know, every, every now and then we talk about it, but given the climate, the mm. political climate, there's a lot of news about politics, about it, it's a campaign year, you know? There, there is much to say, much to share in terms of who we're going to vote for and elect as president soon in the fall. Yeah. So usually we don't get into this, this sort of thing into this topic, but we're going to do it right now. We have a contender. I think we need to speak about seriously. Mm -hmm. Dwayne, the rock Johnson. Okay. For president. Okay. Okay. Dwayne, the rock Johnson says it is not out of the question (laughs) in the future that he would consider campaigning for presidency rock the vote wow rock the wow hey hire me oh hey. wow you know what i mean oh I'm my open for gosh bookings. you know okay well that's all i have to say about it no but seriously i, is I don't know i don't even know how to respond to that you just <laughs> nailed it you get you got it in one hey you just steph curried this every the whole now thing. and then you just pull up for 40 and cause splash yeah you know you just knock it down uh-huh so he says, uh, anyway, there was this, this one wrote a piece um, or it was like a, a series of, of photos of The Rock. And it said some like nine images that show why people want Dwayne Johnson for president. Wait, do people want him or does he want to do it? Uh, someone wrote this about him. And it was, I, I suppose, just a funny like thread, a, a, a funny piece of, of images. And The Rock himself tweeted that link. And he says, this is a cool piece of why I should run for president. Maybe one day. Surely the White House has a spot for my pickup truck. <laughs> I think they do have a spot. I think that's if that's all you want, Dwayne, 
I'm pretty sure you could. If that's all Dwayne wants. I don't, know, we, I don't know if that's some, what we need. Just want to play some park. So I suppose after he's done with Ballers, after he's done with Jumanji, after he's done with Fast, Fast and Furious 8, after yes. he's done with uh, what's the, what's uh, the Black monster, Adam. What's the ma- monster one? Shazam. After he's done with uh, Rampage. Rampage. Yeah, yeah. I, I suppose after he's done with... Central Intelligence 7. Central Intelligence 7. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fast and the Furious, the amusement park ride. The Comic book. Junto, the movie. Comic book Junto, the movie. <laughs> Where he'll be playing me. And Kevin Hart will be playing me. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I think when he's done with those things. Oh, and Doom 2. And yeah. Scorpion King 4. Yes. When he's done with those things, he, he has a seat. In the mm-hmm. in the Oval Office, waiting for him. I don't even think they, they they're not going to let us vote. It's Are they going to have? Is Kanye going to be his vice president, or what do you think? Most likely, Kanye is definitely not taking vice president. Then. No, no, he's no, not no. going for that. I, I don't think he's going to go for it, but I do think he will produce something. Probably a music video, <laughs> at least, at very least. Listen to the kids, bro. <laughs> I made a video game. That shit was hard, bro. Okay, Kanye. Yeah, I, I ran for president. Pre- I should be president. <laughs> Right. Who else made leather running shorts? <laughs> I should be president. Okay. Who could be the Medici family? <laughs> I am so Walt look, Disney. I don't want to make this polarizing. I don't want to try to make this a political show. Okay. I just needed to put that but out But you're there. just reporting the news. That's all you're doing. I'm just, I'm just reporting the news. That's what's going on. Don't shoot the messenger. Culture. All yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, next thing, this Pokemon. This is an international story. This Pokemon thing. Yeah. Is getting out of hand. What do you mean this Pokemon thing? You, you you speak like a person who has not fired this game up. I have not fired this game up. Well, I I can't believe that. I have never Pokemon a day in my life. Wow. I have not. I, I just never. I never got into it. What is it like living without happiness? Like how how well, do you get by? I don't know, man. <laughs> but I'm day by day. <laughs> Day by day. I'm hey, making. I'm Octavius. I have never felt the warmth of the sun. What's up? <laughs> Pokemon Go is taking the world by storm. Yeah, this game is like the whole world is into it. My wife is yeah. into it and she doesn't even do Pokemon. She's like, have you tried this game? I was like, nah, I never got into it. Yeah. She's like, I think I'm going to try it. Doesn't know anything about it. Is She's she doing like, it? She said she was going to try it and then she found out that the app cost money. She's like, nah, nah it's free. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, see, you can see how much I know about it. Yeah. All I know is people out here getting in accidents. That is true. Yeah. And I, I feel like this is going to be the first of very many stories we hear like this. This uh, is hilarious. Listen to this internet. I'm going to read it straight from the from, please, from please. the internet. According to Syracuse.com, a 28-year-old man distracted by Pokemon Go crashed his car into a tree last night. Um, this article was from the 13th. So this is from a couple days ago, if you're listening to this in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, last night, the man was trying to catch a Pokemon near Auburn, New York when he drove his car off the roadway and mm-hmm. into a tree. He later admitted to the police that he was playing Pokemon Go at the time of the accident. Mm-hmm. While the man's car is missing a front end, no one was seriously hurt in the accident. The Auburn police say said the traffic tickets are pending following the results of an investigation. Yeah. What are we investigating? Um, I mean, that's very dumb. Like, the only thing you could do is just ticket it and for being dumb or you know i would want to find out what pokemon were you trying did to you catch? catch it did That's you catch what, it and i like if you actually caught the pokemon yeah then it's going to be like do you get extra points because of like like what you had to go through to get it now here's the thing um, this app is so it's an app on ios and on android uh-huh. it is so popular that the game servers can't if they don't stay up so usually the only thing that's crashing is the pokemon app 
and now it's actually causing people to crash. Mm, mm. So, you know, this, this is inevitable. What people are, are going to be trying to catch Pokemon in, in bad situations. Apparently, I believe they're trying to catch them all. They're trying to catch all of them. Okay. Uh, my understanding is the slogan of the game is try to catch all of them. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> sir, Master Bruce, do try to catch all of them. Yeah. Pokemon <laughs> Go, see what you can do about domesticating <laughs> as many of these as possible. Hey, look here. Go ahead and try to get as many of them drones as you can. <laughs> yeah. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go and get, go and get out there. Go on and get them now. Yeah. Get Poke- out the house and go 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 ahead and grab them. Pokemon Go. Whew, good luck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I hope he caught it. I hope he's okay. Be safe out but there. But th- this is, yeah. Let's be real. Internet, that's the bottom line. Where you're out there and you're doing everything you can to catch them all. Yeah. Be safe, though. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know? When you boot that game up, it, it has a message that says, be aware of your surroundings. They were. They knew this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Nintendo and the company that that made this. There's a different company that made this. They they knew yeah. this was going to happen, and they're saying straight out the gate before you even get in, lift your head up and look around you. Don't go walking into a manhole because you're trying to catch a, them all. A, a hypno. Yeah, I'm on it too. And everybody in in my office. This is all we talk about is a bonding experience. And you know what? You can tell the people who are like in for it and and about it. Versus the people who absolutely reject it, depending on the way that someone pronounces the word Pokemon. Yeah, do they go Pokemon or do they go uh, Pokemon? Pokemon. If someone says, no, no, here we go, Pokemans. Yeah. If somebody <laughs> like, says, oh, oh, somebody's mom. That is um, it. You playing the Pokemans? Are you playing the Pokemon? Mom. You got a Pokemans? <laughs> you got a Pokemans? <laughs> <laughs> you got a, a Pokemon. Hey, you got a Pokemon? Yeah, that's good. That's very hey, uh, good. Hey, come here, uh, Latrell. <laughs> Latrell, come here. And man, man, get it. Now, I'm not even going to say nothing to you because you know better. Mm. Latrell, hey. uh, how you play the Pokemans? Hey, what's up, girl? <laughs> Yo, let me, just, let me just ask hey, you right girl, quick. You, you got a Pokemon? Yeah, I mean, I, I heard you was trying to find you know, <laughs> a couple Pokemans. You know, and I don't know where they at. You trying to catch this? You know, but I can help you. I noticed you use lure. Uh, lure. People use items in the game, so you can, like, get uh, Pokemon to be attracted to an area. Really? So you can go to, like, uh, Rittenhouse Park or somewhere, any anywhere, and you'll see, like, confetti on the little GPS map. And that means someone is trying to attract Pokemon to that area. Wait, confetti brings... Pokemon, Pokemans? I don't know. It's like, I don't know. I don't know what they do. I have no idea how it works. Just it Pokemans. Yeah, keep calling it Pokemans. Yeah, just draw that line. Just, I bet people are going to get offended. You know what? I'm going to go out this week. I'm going to be like, you playing Pokemans? And just oh, see how many man. dirty looks excuse I me. get. It's Pokemon. Sir, excuse me. It's Pokemon. I'm I'm saying I'm trying I'm I'm calling me a nationalist, but I'm just gonna call it pocket monsters, right? I'm okay. not saying Pokemon. Okay. I'm just gonna call it pocket monsters. Okay. Yeah. All right, let's see how far that gets you. Are you playing pocket monsters? No, sir. <laughs> I don't I don't engage in such activities. Okay. <laughs> when I became a man, I put away childish things. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, I'm gonna let you take this next story because this is something that's really important to you. Oh yeah, well. yeah. Woo. Okay, uh big news. This is called sarcasm. By Hot the way. news. Walking Dead Season 7. How excited are you? Look at the look on this guy's face. <laughs> on a scale of 1 to 10? Yes. 
I'm not on that scale. Come on, man. I'm on a different scale. Internet, at Adam Tedderus. Let Adam Tedderus know that he should be watching The Walking Dead. In seriousness, this is a an announcement for the trailer. <laughs> this is not an announcement for when the show comes back. This right. is for the trailer. The Walking Dead Season 7 trailer is coming to us July 22nd, which is very soon. I'm excited about it. That is very, very soon. They're probably not going to show what's going, what went down in the last episode until, you know... The, the opener of the season. My understanding is this trailer hits us during San Diego Comic-Con, mm-hmm. right? There are a lot of people who are very excited about the conclusion of season six. Right. And I'm not going to say more than that. Mm-hmm. So I wonder what they're going to show, how much they're going to show. Because how can you get people very excited about this this new season without at least touching on that, at least brushing up against that? People are going to be excited about it because there's a trailer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's, they're just going to be hype about that. In other news, sky is blue. Mm. It's probably going to be blue tomorrow. Good chance. This is kind of like inevitable nerd news, you know? Right. right. Speaking of Comic-Con, uh, you want to touch on New York Comic-Con, New York Comic-Con real quick. Yeah. The whole fan verification situ- situation where people where New York Comic-Con said, hey, look, you need to do fan verification or you can't buy tickets. Yes. They said it over and over and over again. Yeah. Email after email, Instagram, Facebook. I think they were pretty clear about it. Very clear. And unless you, you, you were only looking at, you didn't even have Pokemon go. That's not even, that's not an excuse. Right. You can't say, sorry, I was trying to catch, uh, right. Yeah. Trying to catch as many as possible. Right. Uh, not has anyone caught them all yet? Yeah, Ash Ketchum, for sure. Okay. Or his rival, Gary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're talking Professor about. Professor Oak, I imagine, has caught them all as well. Yeah, Really lost right now. Legends. You know, legends in the game. Everybody in the Elite Four probably caught them all. Okay. And my friend, Ben. Awesome. Well, shout out to Ben. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so anyway, uh, so there's a lot of complaining, a lot of frustrated human beings, people who did not follow instructions, people who went out and bought tickets Anyway, yeah. Even though they didn't have fan verifications, so there's a lot of Twitter noise, Instagram noise, Facebook noise. Just like I bought these tickets, I can't believe it. Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My boyfriend, my girlfriend, my friend, my brother, cousin, nephews, baby daddies, cousin, sister, and my friend named Man Man. Dang. We can't go yeah. now. And Man Man is furious and don't even mention what he's gonna do with the Infinity Gauntlet <laughs> now that he can't go to Comic Con. <laughs> if he had the reality gem, he could just make that happen anyhow. <laughs> really, when it comes down to it. Man, man's like, oh, I'm going. Oh, oh, you, oh, I'm going. I think the point is here, people done messed up, right? Even though New York Comic Con, I think, did a pretty fine job, yes, in being clear about how this was going to work, right? And because people <laughs> messed up, and because this was a new system, uh, Comic Con has kind of had their hand forced a little bit, mm-hmm. and they are going to reopen for new ticket sales. So they reopened the fan verification again, yes. So, of course, you can imagine there's a load of people who are like, hooray. Mm-hmm. Then there's loads of other people who are like, how dare you? Uh, as always. It's they just are just how it goes. frustrated. It's like, it's not fair for the people who follow the rules the first time. And you're just encouraging scalpers and blah, 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 blah. But ultimately, what's happening is they're letting people fan verify again. Mm-hmm. But truth of the matter is. People probably aren't going to pay attention. They're going to miss it again. As always, this is, it's just always going to be this way. Yeah, you're never going to, like, you're never, I mean, I would say shout out to New York Comic Con because I think they're doing the best they can and yeah. they're being gracious. Sure. Grace means giving somebody something 
even when they don't deserve it. Mm. It's like if you've done wrong, you des- you know, you deserve like a punishment or some sort of repercussion. Mm. Grace is giving them goodness. Not only do you not give them the negative they deserve, but you give them goodness in return. Mm-hmm. So they're being very gracious. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, what are you going to do? All we're doing I'm, right now is just waiting to see if those tickets that aren't connected to fan verified accounts get released so that we can buy some. Do we have a date when Comic-Con is going to reopen the opportunity? They haven't said what the date was. All I've heard is that it's going to happen after today, Thursday, the 14th of okay, July. Gotcha. When after? Who knows? We don't know. But maybe I, I would like to think that we could expect something like this next week. So you're going to want to watch the Twitters and the Comic-Con website to find out if you have an opportunity to get tickets. So if you're fan verified and you were not able to get your tickets, there may be a chance for you to buy tickets. That's kind of what this whole story is. If you're listening to Comic Book Junto and you're like, man, I want to go to New York Comic Con. Mm -hmm. One, I hope you are fan verified. If you're not, you're not going to be able to go because mm-hmm. not only have give, they given you an original chance, they've given you a second chance. So now it's kind of just like, Hey, you know, what are you going to do? But keep your eyes on their to Twitter, to Instagram, their Facebook, to in your email, just to see if like, they're going to offer some new tickets because they're supposed to do that. So mm-hmm. that's, that's some news for you as well. And that is coming up on the horizon. Also coming up, uh, some television news Fox apparently has ordered an X-Men TV show pilot. You and I have talked about a, X-Men based TV show that's coming to FX. Yes. That show is called Legion. Yep. And this is something different. I trust FX. This this is something different. This is being ordered by by Fox and it is being described as an action adventure with two human parents whose child develops mutant powers. Uh that's about all I got right is now. It inhuman or mutant? Mutant. So we're going, we're going full X-Men. This would okay. be an X-Men TV show. Very, very few details right now in terms of who is going to be in it, what the show is going to be like, if we're going to see any mutants that we recognize, or is this going to be a whole new class? I don't know. So right. whether or not it's going to be connected to the films, in fact, Brian Singer's movies. Um, so that's, that's the thing. But what we do know is this is a joint production between Brian Singer and Lauren Schuler and si- Lauren Schuler Donner, Simon Kinberg, Matt Nix, Jeff Loeb. There's all kinds of people in terms of production. Uh, not a lot of news in terms of cast. Right. But it's something to watch for. Like, we'll see what happens. Yeah. You know, I'm, not, I'm often not super excited about Fox doing anything when it comes to Marvel. And it seems yeah, like they're really so doubling down. Like, they're doubling down on their own universe. Why don't they just listen to us and do the thwipping point like we said? Uh, I don't know. One you of know. these days. One day. One we'll of these days. We'll be able to be like, we told you. See now. <laughs> yeah. On a, in our, in our we dying told you. days. We tried to tell you. Adam. Tried to tell you decades ago. Adam. Yeah. Adam. Huh, huh, uh, <laughs> they done did it. The thwipping point done happened. Ah, and at this point in my in 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 our age in the timeline, I'm still waiting to go to Comic Con. Right, I'm like still trying to log in. I'm trying to get I, these tickets. I think I have my email somewhere. <laughs> I haven't. I don't know. I can't remember what that is. Oh, man. eighty years gone by. Eighty years gone by, and we're 120. Right. Yeah. Still recording Comic Book Junto. That's funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about Ghostbusters a little bit earlier. I got a chance to see it, um, but. You know, we're hearing that it's been certified fresh from Rotten Tomatoes. Yes. It's just like a skidding, like a 75% as of right now. So, you know, that's like one point above the secret life of pets from last last week. Secret so, life. you know. Secret life of everything. Everything's got secret a secret life. Secret life of Slimer. Yeah. Secret life of Slimer. 
I'm, I'm excited. Of, secret life of Stay Puff. <laughs> it's not so secret. He's pretty, he's huge. Everybody sees what he's doing. Right. He can't really keep many secrets. Yeah. Whenever he's living his life big. Maybe he just doesn't rat. No. Oh, he yeah. He doesn't rat on other ghosts. Yeah. I know snitch. <laughs> okay. Right. Okay. Not really worried about it. Can't really process you, Stay Puff. A little too large. Yeah. So, you know, not worried about it. But, worried about what you're doing to that building, though. Don't worry about what I'll be doing. <laughs> I'm living my life. I'm excited about this news because I've been waiting, waiting, waiting for positive, critical reception. Yeah. So haters will just be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> that's all so I want. So it seems like people are enjoying the movie. Yeah. So that's good news. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I will reserve my thoughts for our spoiler-filled review once you've been able to see it and some other folks have seen it. I don't want to give any feedback for a movie that's not even out yet. So No, I'm going to catch the flick, and Ak and I are planning to do a one-shot, which will be fun. It'll be a lot Absolutely. of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of movies, we've got some news on the animated Batman The Killing Joke theatrical release. Yes. So if you don't know, they did this animated movie from the... Batman Killing Joke storyline, and it has Mark Hamill coming back as Joker, it has Kevin Conroy coming back as Batman, it has people from Batman the Animated Series coming back as well, so there's a whole bunch of people from the original that are coming back together to bring this show together, and it's going to be shown in a bunch of theaters, and the tickets sold out all over the place, so Mm -hmm. Monday, July 25th, one day only in theaters through Fathom Events. There's going to be two showings, 7.30 p.m. and 10 p.m. local time. So it seems like all over the place those tickets sold out. So they're adding 300 more theater locations mm-hmm. where you're going to be able to go and see Batman the Killing Joke. That's big so, news. Yeah, It's, it's like, exciting to see this be received so well. Yeah, it's over 1,000 different different places where you can watch it and it's fathom events biggest release so far so if you if you don't know what i mean with the fathom events you know when you're in the movie theater and they're like come watch the opera and the the thing is you don't pay attention to yeah. you're just like can we get to the trailers please mm-hmm. what's will smith in this time <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> welcome to earth again right except no actually he was not in that sequel not that one no. but you know He's in Hancock 7 or something like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that's great. I'm going to go see it. Adam, are you going to go see it? Yes. Yeah, I'm planning to see it. I got to get my tickets, and that's coming up real quick. Real quick. I think July 25th, something along uh, those lines. It was, um, I just had it. It was July 25th. Yes. Yeah, July 25th. Monday, July 25th. So I'm going to grab tickets for that. I had mentioned earlier, I think it makes <laughs> this event more exciting. I, I'm excited to see the movie, but the idea of seeing it in a theater with a lot of other people... Yeah, I'm 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 up for it. I'm ready. Absolutely. And we're going to do a one shot on that, I imagine as well. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So one shot's coming up. It looks like we got Ghostbusters coming up as a one shot. We got Suicide Squad that's yep. coming up. Mm-hmm. We got Batman uh the Killing Joke that's coming up as mm-hmm. well. Um Doctor Strange is in November. Okay, so that's a little while. And then I, th- I don't know if there's anything in between that. Not sure. But oh, we got our uh, we got our commentary track things that we have to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's going to be an interesting experience. We have a lot of content coming. There's a lot of comic book junto coming your way. Um, Merry Christmas, Merry C- Christmas in July. Sweet Christmas, sweet Christmas. Right. We got a lot of fiddle faddle coming down the line. Right. Yeah, a lot of crunch and munch on the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, in movie news, uh, the new Tomb Raider movie. We've talked about this. Alicia Vikander. She was the uh, artificial intelligence in the movie. Um, damn it! What the hell is the name of that movie? Which which, which movie? Uh, was when she was the AI 
and she was a robot lady. Uh, oh, Ex Machina. Ex Machina. Yeah. Uh, Alicia Vikander was the AI in Ex Machina. She is going to be the new Lara Croft in mm-hmm. an upcoming Tomb Raider movie. Yeah. And we have a release date. Which is early, it seems, because I don't think they've begun filming yet, but March 16, 2018. So Couple we're getting it out. in spring. Couple years out. Yeah. No, no, no. Well, yeah. It's 2016. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 2018. Yeah, damn. So this is something that we're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I'm thinking that we're just never going to reach that date. It's just never going to happen. Well... I know it will, yeah. Because this is now my movie. I have to survive until this. I, you know, this is the landmark. This is my milestone. Uh-huh. I just need to make sure that I survive until this movie comes out. That you have to just make it till then. Uh-huh. I'm just trying to make it to Wakanda. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I got brothers in Wakanda, yeah. so I'm trying to. I just want to try to make it to Wakanda. <laughs> that was a good one, Adam. Thank you. Proud of you, man. I, I think I took that from a T-shirt. Fair enough. <laughs> we'll allow it. Um, how do you feel about this? NES coming back to stores. Yeah, I saw this all over the news today. A lot of my friends excited about it. Uh, a tiny little Nintendo Entertainment System, the original American NES, and it has 30 games packed on it. And that's all I got. I mean, I think that's pretty dope. Yeah, I I grew up with an NES, so it's very gr- it's great to me. In the other room, outside of where we are right now, there is a, a Nintendo Entertainment System, and mm-hmm. it is plugged in and operating. Mm-hmm. And I have something like two dozen cartridges. They take up a ton of space. Yeah. So the idea of having this tiny little NES, that's pretty dope. I don't know how I feel about it because I feel like there's like there's a ritual that you have to go through to play Nintendo. And blowing like in the cartridges. The, you, need the, you need the cartridges to not work. You need the, you need your mom to be calling you and be like, Octave! Octave! And, she, and you don't respond because you're uh-huh. playing and she just walks in and turns the game off uh-huh. in the middle of what you're doing. And you're like, no! Uh-huh. No, that is a part. Of, you know what? That is a part of the process. You have to get the game shut. You somebody's got to pull the plug because they're losing uh-huh. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Just snatch it out. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's that's how, all those little things that we went through. You were doing badly at Excite Bike, and your buddy just decides to flip open the the lid yeah. and then eject the game. Like, no, the game never happened. Sorry. Right. Sorry. You lost. I didn't lose. We didn't finish. That's because you took the game out. Yeah. And how mad are you when you're sitting there blowing the cartridge and like, like clunking it in and out, in and out, in and out, going through you. Everybody's Nintendo has this ritual that you go through to make the games work. Yeah. And then finally, when it works, you're just like, okay, double dribble. And like, now you can play the game. Double dribble. And you can do, you remember double dribble? Yeah. I remember. You go and dunk and it goes, (laughs) shows the dunk happening and like. I remember playing Double Dribble. I, I used to just start it up. You get to the title screen when the voice would say, Double Dribble. Yeah. And like, that used to crack <laughs> me up. That was just the funniest sound. That I'd never heard like an electronic voice before. Right. And was, you, didn't have, you didn't have Michael Jordan. You had number 23. Number 23. Who was amazing. Yeah. Had a red jersey on. Mm-hmm. Was bald. Mm-hmm. We all knew it was Jordan. Yeah, we knew it was Jordan. But man. They, didn't have, they didn't have the rights to Jumpman. <laughs> Yeah. So we just had number 23. Not jump man, not jump man, not jump man. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I, I'm excited about this. The, I, I, I know around holidays, 
I tend to see these big gift boxes of like Sega Genesis and a bunch of games, the Nintendo and a bunch of a bunch of games. But I think for the most part, those are knockoff or they are unlicensed, something like I'll go to the mall and you'll see a lot of those things like EB games or whatever. I, that doesn't exist anymore, does it? EB games. I saw GameStop. I think it's just GameStop year. now. Uh, yeah. When you go to Babbage's, you know, when you go to Funko Land and they just got all these. No. Babbage's. Babbage's. You remember? I know that, but I don't know where I know it from. Yeah, Babbage's. It was one of the electronic stores. You really? Over there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What is a Babbage's? Is that like a Pokemon? I assume. <laughs> 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 Moving on. In comic book news, um, we have a Luke Cage comic coming out. I am. And a special Did you send one. me this article? I believe so. Oh, yeah. I, I saw this on my phone, and I was like, yes! Yeah. This is good. Literally what I did out loud. That's true. And this is and this people is, looked at me and I was like, I ain't I ain't shame. <laughs> I ain't sorry. <laughs> I ain't sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is especially interesting because this is a comic book nine years in the making. Mm-hmm. Or it was made nine years ago and just sat. Wait. Never saw the light of day. He made it already? Yeah. And I thought it, he was making it. It was advertised nine years ago and still never came out. And now it's finally happening. So I think nine years ago at the time, the pencils were done. It was scheduled to come and something happened and didn't happen. And the creator of this comic, it's just a mini series. It's only four issues. It's uh, Gendy Tartakovsky. Uh, this is the person who has given us Dexter, uh, Dexter's laboratory. Samurai Jack. It's important to say Dexter's laboratory as opposed to just the show Dexter. Yeah, De- Dexter's laboratory. Excuse <laughs> me. Dexter's laboratory. Samurai Jack. Yeah. Um, anything else that we? Yeah, know? the Star Wars, uh, the the Clone Wars, uh, the cartoon, uh, Hotel Transylvania, the the movie, which I think there are two of those out now. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is it's really special to get a comic book about Luke Cage from this creator. And it takes Cage back to the 70s style, like the old power man, the old buccaneer boots, that sort of situation. Um, this dude got a tear on on top of his uh, afro mm-hmm. and husky. Say something about my tear if you want to. His, his fully metal belt that like... It looks like he's wearing a hubcap around his waist. That's right. But it's it's really good. It it reminds me of uh, watching Dexter's Laboratory or Samurai Jack. <laughs> I'm excited for this to come out. What do you think of the timing of this? Like why why do you suppose it took so long to come out and why is it coming out now? Man, I don't know, man. I don't know why it took so long, but I think that it makes sense, you know, if it's coming out in October, New York Comic Con is in October. You know, Luke Cage, the 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 Netflix series the is coming out yeah. on September 30th, isn't mm-hmm. it? September mm-hmm. 29th, September 30th. Sometime. Comic-Con is coming out shortly after that. So it, it makes, it's kind of like good timing. Also, Samurai Jack is coming back as well. Yeah. So it seems like you might be able to get a lot of eyes focused on this, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes that's just the way, that's just the way things fall together. Yeah. I'm excited. That's I'm something in. that we have to look forward to. Totally in. Yeah. Uh, that is, uh, I believe, our news for today. All right. Yeah, so quickly. now we're going to get into our talk back segment. So this period of the show is where we hear from you guys through various outlets and then we talk back to you. So if you have a question you want to ask Adam and I, 
the Power Man Iron Fist of Podcasting. TM, trademark. Thank you. There it is. There. Thank you very much. And thank you very much for five stars and a positive comment for everybody who's been listening as well. We really appreciate that. But yeah, if you got a question, you can hit us up on Twitter using hashtag AskCBJ, or you can send us an email to comicbookjunto at barefruit.com. That's mm-hmm. B-3-A-R-F-R-U-I-T.com. And we, you might get your question answered on the show. Mm-hmm. So... Right now, we're going to go into a couple that we have going on for right now. So let's start with one that's coming to us from Twitter, actually. Um, This one is coming to us from rskinner956. rskinner956 tweets at Comic Book Junto and asks, Why does Batman always beat Superman? Is there some sort of deep physiologic meaning there, or is it just a DC thing? Hmm. You're a Batman fan. Yeah. You were the Batman fan. Am I? The? I feel like. Okay. I, I, th- I think that's fair. I mean, like, you, he's your guy. That's your favorite guy. That is my guy. So why does he always beat Superman? And let's, let's kind of qualify that. Well, it just seems like a, uh, a mind space thing. Well, um, I think I, I, I don't want to claim that I know everything about their history in comics. I don't know if there's ever been a scenario that Superman actually beats as in like beats Batman. Mm. But I think the issue is like, what was the question? Is it like a mentality thing or something like that? Yeah. So the, the wording here is, is it a deep physiologic? Although I, I kind of think that the word here is actually psychological, psychological, psychological. Okay. Mm-hmm. So here's what I think. I think it has a lot to do with the mentality of how the characters are like written and created. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. Without a doubt. So if you look at, Superman. Superman by nature is a goody two shoes, good old boy, mm-hmm. you know, do the right thing, eat your vegetables. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. if you do the right thing, you'll always have your way. And it's kind of like, I think he represents this version of the world that good things come to people who good things come to those who work really hard. Yeah. Good things come to those who do it the right way. Yes. And you can be anything you want to be. You can do whatever you want to do. If you just follow the path that's laid out in front of you, Mm -hmm. you know, and he has these rules. I do this and I don't do that. This happens. This is the standard operating procedure to handle that. And as a result, you have this result. And that's his mindset. That's his mind space. And because of the power that he has, because the ability that he has, a lot of times it works out for him Mm -hmm. and it works out for him in that way. But I think the character himself sometimes is very disconnected from the reality that he has privilege. He has privilege in the sense of things work out for you because who can challenge you? Yeah. Okay. Who's stronger than you? Sure. Who's faster than you? So maybe part of the reason that Batman always prevails is because we wouldn't want to just say, well, the guy who has privilege is the one who wins. Doesn't that seem a little too easy? Well, I don't even know if it's that. I think that, I think that there's an issue that plays into the mindset game, right? Uh Because if you look at it as like, well, do the right thing. Everything works out for you. Mm -hmm. And that's your reality. Then you can't, really put yourself in the mindset where you would break the rules. Yeah. Right. Because you never really have to, because things are set up in a way for you that you don't have to break the rules because of your power and your ability and what you can do. And if you look at Batman as a character, Batman is very in tune to the fact I am not a superhero. 
Mm. I am not impenetrable. I am not super powered. I can't fly. I don't have super strength. I don't have heat vision. I have to think. I have to scrounge. I have to be sneaky. I have to be tactical. I have to find ways around that. And I have to hurt people. I have to do, quote, bad things mm-hmm. to get for, the, for the right reason. And I think that that right there kind of gives Batman an edge because Batman's willing to go somewhere. He, he has a hunger. Right. Yeah. He's willing to go somewhere that Superman won't go. Yeah. So for Superman to beat Batman, he has to kill him. Sure. And Superman, because of his rules, won't do that. Would not do that. And Batman knows you're not going to kill me. Yeah. And that's why I'm always going to beat you. I'm always going to beat you because I'm going to be willing to go and do that thing and twist and manipulate and utilize this or that or him or her. I'm willing. I'm willing to drop Lois Lane off of the tallest building in Metropolis to beat you. Yeah. And risk killing her. Yeah. And I'll go that far. And he and Batman would probably have an understanding that there's no way that she would actually die. He wouldn't do that. He just knows how to push buttons. Exactly. He knows exactly how to reach a vulnerability mm-hmm. for a person who is seemingly invulnerable. Because and, and a lot of it has to do with out of necessity. He has to do that. Yeah. Because. And, and the thing is, he's learned how to do all these things out of necessity. And that's become a part of his character. But if you look at Superman, Superman ain't never learned how to do that because he don't have to. He doesn't have to. Sure. You know? You know, I, I think one of the things I would that's love... That's just my two cents. Uh, which I think is legit. <laughs> but one of the things that I would love from this question asker is to qualify the question. When you ask, why does Batman always beat Superman? Are we talking within the context of the universe? Why is it physically possible for Batman to succeed? Or are we talking about the context of a creator writing a story. Why is it that the creator always tells this version where Batman wins? Or why is it that the creator just doesn't let let go of, um, th- or, or doesn't embrace the fact that Superman could just do anything he wants, you know? Yeah. So it's like, are we talking about the confines of a narrative of the story that we read? Or are we talking about why do we keep getting that same story written, mm-hmm. you know? And I think those are different questions. Like we can talk about Bruce Wayne's edge, Batman's edge and drive over Superman all day long. But the question that's really interesting to me is why does this story get written? Because I think that that has a lot to do with no one wants to put it this way. Right. Cause even as I was talking and as I was explaining that to you, yeah, I guess it depends on who you are, how you heard it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know as I was saying it, I'm like, I wonder if any people are catching this privilege thing. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you're catching it. Like when you live with privilege, it's probably, you probably don't recognize that you do. Mm-hmm. And you probably don't recognize that other people don't live with privilege. Yeah. So it's probably hard in like real life. Let's take it out of comic books. It's probably hard for you to connect with. Well, I don't understand why you don't just don't just, why don't you just do it? It's easy. Just follow the rules. And yeah. if you follow the rules, then everything's going to be okay. Yeah. And Batman represents the character, the human being, the real life who's like, hello, that's not how it works. Bucks the system. That's not the way the system works. Yeah. So I don't think anybody wants to hear the story of how the privileged guy punches down and yes. beats the hardworking, that intellectual, if because that's a more relatable story. Yep. You feel like I can actually be Batman 
not really Batman, but I can relate to this character more. Yes. I want to see this guy win. Yeah. I want to see this guy prevail over the privileged character. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, cause who really wants to like, you know, you can punch down, but you can, you can punch up, but you can't punch down. That's just it. And I, you know I really saying? think that's why we get that story because no one wants to read about a hero who punches down an it all powerful wins. being yeah. who just zaps Batman into oblivion. Because if, if we're going by the power sets, yeah, yeah, he could do that at any point in time. If he really, if like he genuinely wants to, yeah. but no, 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 that's not what Superman does. Mm -hmm. So that's not what Superman's going to do. Yeah. We're not going to tell that story. But I also think that it's associated with a time, like an, an era. Now is a time when we talk about the 99%. Now is a time when we talk about Occupy, when we talk about grassroots, when we talk about scrapping and saving and, and being common and coming up from, started from the bottom, now here, right? You know, like those stories are interesting to us because we are people who would like to be empowered, and when we read stories, we want to read about people who are empowered and see how they do it and maybe connect with them on a level that says, yeah, I can do it. Just like you said, uh, you're, I can relate to you. I see where you're coming from. I have an, a better understanding of where Bruce Wayne comes from and why he fights against the system because he finds the system to be, you know, uh, messed up or, uh, or, or corrupt or, or oppressing him or insufficient. And someone actually needs to stand up and do something. But I believe there was a time when the story that was to be told was if you just be your best, if you just be a good valor human. Yeah. And I think there was a time when the story of Superman was more relevant when, mm. it, when it was like, just do the best you can. That's interesting. Just be the best person. Just be a good guy. Strive for nobility and perfection and be a good guy. I think there was a time when that mm. was the message we needed. And that was the message that people were like relating to. Yeah. That's and if that were a time now, then maybe we would have a different story. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make a prediction right now. Mm -hmm. The next time DC does a, a story reboot or whatever they call it, because they're not going to call it a reboot because yeah. they shy away from yeah. the word. The next time they do a big universe changing status quo thing, I they think they do a rebirth. I, the next time they do when they do a re rebirth, how do you get rebirth? Uh, a re, a re rebirth? Don't you see re rebirth right next to me? <laughs> uh, when they do that, I think the story that they're going to show is Superman killing Batman because it's the thing that we haven't seen and don't expect and no one's going to like and it's going to sell comic books because we're going to think what no 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 it doesn't work that way mm -hmm. this is not the thing that we have come to understand mm -hmm. it doesn't work that way. So the thing that I think we will see at some point in time within five years, I'm going to call it mm -hmm. Superman wins. Superman kills Batman hmm. because I think that's a story that eventually we're going to sort of become so accustomed to yes, Batman wins always or Batman evades death or Batman tricks right. Superman or something like that. Right. Yeah. Batman succeeds, Batman victory always. We're going to get to a point where that is so understood that they have to buck the trend, and now we're going to go the different way. Well, I think what's interesting is... <clears throat> Hail Hydra. Right. Uh, Batman, in a w Batman and Superman, in a way, their relationship represents what can happen when privileged people actually are able to connect, relate, and understand the mm. plight 
of maybe someone who's not. Now, I know you can, it might be like, Batman's a billionaire, blah, blah, blah. And we're not talking about that. We're talking about like the power sets. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. We're not talking about the fact. Let's not talking financial. Because, and let's set aside that maybe we should set aside the fact that Bruce Wayne is white and a man and yeah. affluent, right? Yeah. But Batman stands for something else. Like the character, the character of Batman, because it's not a real person, it's mm-hmm. not real, mm-hmm. but it stands for if I'm crafty enough. If I train hard enough, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I can overcome the one who has was born with the privilege. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if I, I can outsmart them, I can do that kind of thing. Which is ironic when you think about it, because who has more privilege than Bruce Wayne? Right. Right. As far as like being a white, straight yeah. male who's a billionaire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's part of the reason why I'm excited to see a character like Duke introduced into Batman now. Yeah. Because now we have young black man who is training with like the Batman with Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And might have a different perspective on how things work. Mm-hmm. Might have different access, different resources. Right. So how does that change the way that he's going to approach situations working with Bruce? Exactly. Or working solo. Yeah. Um, but I think when, when Batman and Superman are able to kind of like work together, yeah, I think it does kind of say like, oh, I'm able to see value in what you do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I get it. I get why you do things the way you do them. Of course, this, this analogy breaks down and it doesn't work completely, you know, but, um, that's kind of, that's kind of my thoughts on like, why does Batman always win? I think Batman always wins because the nature of the characters and the, and the climate that we're in right now, we don't want to see, we, cause yeah, like the stronger punching down. Mm-hmm. Cause I mean that, that, that breaks the character of Superman. It wouldn't be well received. Yeah. And let's think about the first time I'm pretty sure, and I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure the first time Batman and, and Superman faced off against each other was in dark Knight. dark Knight returns. And that was Frank Miller. Now it was the 80s. And Frank Miller doesn't really care for Superman and represented... I can't say that. Frank Miller associates Superman with this conservative image of the Boy Scout, of the privileged person, of someone who was likely to be a lapdog for the government, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so Frank Miller wrote Superman as the lapdog for the president of the United States. Literally. Literally. The president. Literally the go get him boy. Yeah, exactly. And talks to him that way, right? And like so. He says, doesn't he say good boy? Yeah, right. Uh, so that is, I, th- I think that has made such an impact in terms of their dynamic when they fight against each other, these two heroes, mm-hmm. that that's the thing that we associate all the time. Yeah. It bugs me in the sense that, you know this about me, I like Superman. My, my father likes Superman. I grew up with Superman. I don't want to dog him just because he tries to do what's right. So I want to see some opportunity it's not that he tries to do what's right. I think the thing about it, as I grow and as I become more woke, so to speak, and as I live in America as a black man, mm. and I start to understand how privilege works, and I start to understand how people who are privileged are really disconnected from their privilege and how mm-hmm. they don't see it and they don't get it. It's not because he does the right thing. I think the thing that that turns me off about him and the thing that turn that 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 creates that disconnect between Batman and him is this lack of self-awareness about how privileged he is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's what I don't like about the character when he's written that way, when he's kind of written with the, I'm here and I'm going to just smile and cheese and 
everything's okay and yeah. it's all good. And Batman's like, everything's not okay. Yeah. And, and right now, it's kind of like, Black Lives Matter. It's not all good. It's ne- not yeah. okay. He needs to be a different kind of hero. Like, the Superman that we need now is woke. The Superman that we need yes. now is an ally. Yes. The Superman that we need now is not the leader of the Justice League. He takes a back seat to Cyborg. And says, how, how can I help you? Right. How can I support you? How can I boost you? Let me lift you up physically to where you're going to go. Yeah. And I think that's definitely the reason why we always see Batman win. Because Batman has always been the underdog. Batman is the 99%. Mm-hmm. Batman is the person who topples the system, yeah. fights against he's the, the system. He's the one who is going, hey, um... GCPD, Gotham City Police Department. Yeah, you, you, this this ain't working. Yeah, you're not doing it right. I'm working outside the law, like because you guys aren't aren't doing it. You're not handling it properly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's not silent protests. It's like the violent the violent vigilante situation where it's like, look, y'all ain't gonna do it. I'm gonna do it because what you're doing is not working. Yeah, you know what I mean? And I think there's a part in being a vigilante and actually. Act being like you know going out there and saying I'm going to do something about this, it would be hard to like crush that guy, crush that character, and just be like, just follow the rules. Yeah, and everything's going to be okay. Because again, being a black man in America, I'm like, if you follow the rules, they still shoot you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like as I, yeah. I'm just I'm trying to make the connection for me. Because of course, as you read comics, internet, I know you're not all like me. And I'm not asking you to all be like me. I'm not asking you all to see it from my perspective. But if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know Adam and I, we can't disconnect who we are and no. what we bring into these stories as we no, li- no, look at no. them and read them. It influences. I can't help but bring in what's going on in my world right now into this. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and, and go, yeah, I, I get it. I get it. Like what you're doing is not working. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? We've tried to do the right thing. We've tried to do it the right way. We've tried to follow instructions and things are still not going on. And we want to act out to a certain extent. And we see that happen. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? And you, so there's a lot that comes into it. And there's a lot that you bring into it from where you're from, but it's very interesting to see. I I can't, now that I think about it, if Superman was just like, you know, shut up, Mm -hmm. follow the rules Mm -hmm. or else. Yeah. I think a lot of geeks would go, Hey, Whoa, wait a minute, Superman. You can't do that. That's not cool. And it's like, Oh, Oh, Superman can't do that. Yeah. But in real life, the government can do that. You know, I'm, this you know I mean? is part of the reason why I'm so interested in this week's new comic books, uh, the new number one, new Superman. And the new Superman is Chinese. And this is a story about people in China and the Superman of China for China. He's Chinese. The book starts with the kid who eventually becomes Superman. And he's a bully. He's not nice. He's picking on a kid and calling him fat. Hmm. And they, like we're looking at a very different story. We're looking at a different angle on Superman. And the thing that I'm interested in discovering is what makes him carry that name. Why is he Superman? Not a different character altogether with a completely different name. No, 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 no. This book is called New Superman. So what makes him like Clark Kent or like Superman that we know now? Why the same name? Yeah. But a totally different angle. Yeah. So as it is right now, I think the only answer to the question is 
Batman always wins because those are the stories that we readers really want in this era. Right now, those are the stories that we like. Those are what we need in terms of how these characters relate to us. Because these characters represent things bigger. Exactly. Even if you're not aware that they represent something bigger, and even if you can't articulate it, you got to imagine what that would trigger. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? How how would you how would you feel mm-hmm. if Batman if Superman was just like zap them? Batman's just dead. There was this old cartoon. <laughs> you know there was like, this old cartoon I used to watch when I was a kid. It was called uh, Bambi meets Godzilla. You ever hear this? No. Uh, this was one of my favorite things when I was really young. My dad would show it to me, and it's an animation. It's a cartoon, and it's Bambi, and Bambi is grazing in a field. And there's sweet music playing in the background. Bambi's just grazing and sniffing flowers and that sort of thing. And in a moment, just a flash, Godzilla just steps on Bambi and crushes him. Just the foot just crushes Bambi. That's not a good story at all. That's a funny joke for Bambi meets Godzilla. Yes, that is not a good story. So if we saw that happen with Batman Superman, I think we would react like, Mm-hmm. No. What were like? What were you trying to tell me in that? <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh, the, the more privileged crush the underprivileged, and or the stronger destroy the weak. Yeah. Or the you know what, whatever terminology you want, you want to use, however you want to put it. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, if the logic is well, he's stronger, so he should win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Is that is that? Yeah. Is that what these characters represent? Yeah. That's, it's, it's interesting. And, and the reason that I'm thinking about this now is because at a certain point, we will want to be surprised. We will want to have new stories. And I wonder how DC will deliver that to us without, you know, offending our senses and saying, well, okay, uh, Batman just got zapped into dust. Or Hail Hydra from Captain America. Hail Hydra. And we had a hail, exactly. That's exactly what that moment was for Captain mm-hmm. America. We are so used to status quo that there needed to be something to shake things up. Yeah. And spook us a little bit and make us think we don't know like the Civil whole story. War number three. Mm-hmm. 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 So, yeah, that's a long-winded response, but I think there's a lot um, to, to yeah. unpack. And I don't even know if I fully, because truth be told, internet, I'm a verbal processor, so as I'm talking out loud a lot of times on the show, I'm like explaining it to myself almost, like unpacking yeah. it live. And as we're talking about it now, I'm, I'm wondering this question in my mind, and I'm not even sure if it's worth exploring yet, but I'm wondering, is our, our excitement to see Superman lose, our, our desire to see Batman win, is part of that rooted in some kind of xenophobia? Like we're, we don't like Superman because he's not from earth and that comes up all the time. You're not from here. You're not a human. How, what do you think you're doing well, flying around here telling us what we should or, or, or shouldn't do? You're not even from here. You're an alien. And so part of me is wondering, is there anything to unpack in there? Like, well, Batman is a human. Batman stands for humans. I don't know. I'm just like, my mind goes places and wonders, is, is that, is part of this, this fear or this upset idea of like, how are you going to roll in here to my planet and tell me what to do? Right. Is it all right to feel that way? Hmm. There's some catharsis in saying, nah, you, you, this is my house. Get out. Yeah. But is that okay? I mean, this is what comics do for us. Yeah. Geek culture. Yeah. There you go. R. Skinner. All right. 
So 45 minutes later, there's your answer. <laughs> we don't have an answer. Yeah. <laughs> but there's some things for you to chew on. So want to find out what helpful. happens next? Yeah, shoot us a tweet and let us know what your thoughts were. So what we got next? All right, so we have another talk back. This is an email uh, that comes to us from someone who has asked us specifically to refer to her as Lucy LOL. Both instances, Lucy, LOL yeah, both instances where she's, she's mentioned that she says, you can call me Lucy, LOL. Okay. And then in the signature as well, says, thanks, Lucy, LOL. So Lucy, LOL, thank you for the five stars and a positive comment. Appreciate and you. And we thank you for sending in this email. Mm-hmm. So email goes as follows. Hi. First thing, for, oh, hold, hold up. Hi. How you doing? Good, man. Yeah, cool. All right, cool. First thing first, I just want to say I love the show. Thank you. I do not buy... Or Thanks, read, Lucy, LOL. I do not buy or read comics at all. Honestly, I just like to listen to you guys talk, LOL. <laughs> That's good. Okay. So, somebody does. <laughs> all right. <laughs> you all's commentary on everything makes me feel like I'm a part of the Junto. And to add to that, y'all are hilarious. That's mostly Octavius. That's awesome. Thank you, Lucy, LOL. I do like superhero movies, though, so I sometimes have a little context for what you guys talk about. That's cool. Okay, here goes the question. It has nothing to do with comics, but Octavius, you said send anything. I said that. All right. I met this guy while I was shopping for a new motorcycle jacket. He worked at the store. After having a little small talk while he was helping me choose which one to buy, I found out he used to live in North Philly. Shout out. As well as which, as well, which just so happens to be where I'm from. We chatted a little more about what brought me here to Dallas, etc. And by the time I finally purchased the jacket, we had been talking for an hour. We exchanged numbers, etc., and about a week or two later, went riding. We rode to a bike night and had an amazing time. I planned to only stay for an hour or two, but we got so caught up in conversation and laughs that before I knew it, it was 1 a.m., and we were the only two people at the bike night. Mm -hmm. There's an LOL in here, too. All right. For the next two weeks, he would call every other day, and we would casually talk from time to time, but we never, ever hung out again. I know for a fact he had a great time and truly enjoyed himself because he kept reiterating how surprisingly cool and fun I was every time we spoke over the phone, Mm -hmm. but he never asked to go out again. Then out of nowhere, like after three weeks, communication just stopped one day, and ever since, the dynamic is no longer. Hmm. I reached out a couple of times just to say hi, etc., but the conversation was very short, so I let it go. I no longer have interest in trying to hang out again anymore, but I will admit that I am a little curious as to what could have been the cause of the sudden shift. Both of you are pretty cool, level-headed guys. You speak for yourself on that one. <laughs> so I just wanted to see from your perspective what you think could have happened. Thanks, Lucy, LOL. Lucy, LOL. Mm-hmm. All right, Adam. Go for it. He has a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a friend of some variety. That person that you were hanging out with, that you were flirting with, you were chatting with, hooked up with somebody. That's my sense. And that's spider sense? That's my spider sense. Singling? Could be, I don't know whom. Could be anybody. I do not know this person at the bike shop. Mm-hmm. Sounds interesting enough to, to spend time with you, mm-hmm. which, which means must be interesting in some variety of ways. But I have a feeling... That this person met someone, reignited something, and was now spending a lot of time on someone who is maybe more immediate, proximal, closer to to him. Um, And I have a feeling that means that he ran out of bandwidth or realized, you know what? Maybe I can't be hitting up Lucy LOL on the phone when I'm hanging out with Jenna, LMAO. 
Oh gosh! <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, so here's the thing, Lucy. LOL. I I've been there. I feel that. I know what it's like to hang out with someone and feel like we have some chemistry. I'm like, oh man, all this is so good. Yeah, cool I love talking to this person. We just make each other laugh. We have such a good time. Uh, and then that person sort of just falls off the face of the earth. And usually in that situation, what I have found in my experiences, that means that person has become booked up. That person is booked up, has someone and is no longer available for me, does not have the space or time for me, which is not to say never cared or doesn't want to hang out with me ever again, but the context has changed and that person has shifted their focus to someone else, which is a bummer. There's just no two ways about it. I think that's a bummer. If this is exactly what happened, and I suppose uh, it's a, there's a strong case for it, that's, that's not a lot of fun, but I have a feeling that that is, that is the case here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That said... There are other people like that person. There are the people who are shopping at that bike shop. There are other people who are around North Philly and going out for bike rides on their, on their cycle. Um, so, you know, that sucks, but you know, put it behind you move forward. Maybe at some point in time you reconnect. Oh, Hey, Oh gosh, I'm so sorry. Uh, I was really sick and I, I should have called you back or, you know, something happened in my life. Maybe somebody in my family passed or something happened. And I, I, I didn't tell you about it. I'm sorry. I face off the, uh, fell off the face of the planet. You and I should reconnect. Yeah. That's always possible too. You know, you can keep space available for that, but don't focus on that. Just move forward by comics read act like it's any old brown bag day mm-hmm. and just go on well, you know what i think what do you think all right so i'm listening to the i'm listening to the story i'm listening and i'm looking at your question so this is the last part right mm-hmm. you said i no longer have interest in trying to hang out again anymore but i will admit that i am a little curious as to what could have been the cause of the sudden shift mm-hmm so, Lucy, LOL, that's what I want to talk about. Here's my thoughts. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it matters. What do you mean? You know, I'm a little curious about what caused the sudden shift. It, I don't know that it, I don't know that. Don't, you're saying don't focus on it. I don't know that it matters. Yeah. Because yeah. here's, here's what it is. Like, people make time for what they want to make time for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay? So it's not always about what people say. It's about what people do. Yes. So I would say you have all the information that you need. Mm-hmm. You have all the intel that is necessary for you to move forward in your life. This character no longer right, wrong, and different, regardless as to why, Lucy, I want to as best I can free you up yeah. from even yeah. being considered with that. Yeah. Because that is a haunting you don't want. Yeah. You may never, ever have the answer to that. And I need you to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really need to be something that you need to work through. What I would like to encourage you to do is accept it. You don't have to like it. 
Yeah. You don't have to be cool with it. It's okay to be hurt by it, but I definitely don't want you to waste. And I say waste on purpose. I don't want you to waste your time, energy, effort, worrying about what some dude who's not paying you no mind is doing. Yeah. Because it's his actions. It's his actions. Because if you, because if you were my family member, if you were my sister, if you were, you know, someone close to me, I'd be like, why don't, don't just, you ain't got what? Yeah. We did this, that, this, that, and the other thing. He's telling you everything that you need to know. Yeah. I'm not interested anymore. And why? I, that, ugh, that's, that's, I don't know that you want the answer. And the, the why? You feel what I'm saying? I do. And as much I think, as maybe inside you might feel like it might comfort you, yes. I don't know that it's going to. Why is it, finding out the purpose, finding why in this is kind of like, uh, you ever use those cotton swabs? You clean yeah. your ears with cotton swabs? Yeah. You know that's really bad for you, right? I didn't know that. It's legitimately not good for you. However, damn, that feels good. <laughs> it feels nice to have an explanation uh-huh. for something, but it's not actually doing anything for you. In fact, it might be detrimental to have mm. that information in the first place. Because imagine if he's like, I just found somebody who was more attractive. <laughs> yeah. That's, like, you don't want to hear that. Right. Or what if he's just like, Oh well, I just grew tired of you, or some some something wild like that. Something like wild, yeah. you don't you don't want to hear that, or I just don't know that there's going to be an answer that's going to give you any other kind of comfort that you can't arrive to on your own. That's true. You know what I mean? I understand the the, the catharsis, the the good feeling of trying to explain something to you. Sure, wanting that. And here's the other thing, and this is the, walk with me through this. Mm. Redirect me if I'm wrong here. Adam. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know that he owes you an explanation. Uh, but yeah, and let me let me kind of qualify that. Uh-huh. I believe that intimacy should move with commitment, right? Okay. So you become more intimate with someone as you're more committed to someone. Okay. You see what I mean? Yeah. So if with a certain level of commitment, there's a certain responsibility that I have. With that commitment. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if I'm not committed to you, I don't have the same amount of responsibility. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if we hang out to a certain extent, as much as it, it, it's kind of a jerk move, I think there's a part that has to kind of just go, you know, at the end of the day, I can't really require this from somebody that wasn't like, like... De- like defined and committed to me. Does that make sense? It does. And it, it does. hurts and it's difficult and it sucks. And I don't think it's cool. I don't think it's okay. But at the same time, it's like, well, I don't think that you should be waiting for that. You know what I mean? I do. And I don't know that I have any kind of information that I could get, give you any insight. Cause on some real, it's like, I don't know that it really, I guess what I'm saying is I don't know that it matters why. I think, I think that's the only response here. And in, in, in fact, if I had the opportunity, I would just backpedal and respond differently out the gate, which is, I don't think it matters why searching for the reason why feels like it's going to make sense. It's going to feel like it's a good thing. It's going to feel like it's going to deliver a conclusion, but that search is energy that you can put anywhere else. Those feelings of being hung up on curious, like just being curious, like why did that happen? I mean, you can put that energy, refocus it into any other aspect of your life that represents progression, being forward, you know, like doing bigger, better, more things, as opposed to trying to go backwards and sort out what happened. To Octavius's point, 
it's actions speak louder than words. That person drops off. That's all you need. That should tell you a lot about who that, who that character is. Exactly. That person didn't give you anything, didn't give you information, and just decided to go ghost on you. That's, that's probably all not, you need. That's probably not a character that you want an explanation from. Yep. You know what I mean? I mean, no diss to the dude, but it's kind of wild. Yep. You know what I mean? And you know, you know, maybe maybe this person wanted to talk to you about it, didn't know how to. Maybe this person was confused about feelings. Maybe this person had a different kind of expectation. Whatever. Maybe they're just a jerk with no home train. They're a chump and don't know how to speak up and sell truth when they're when they feel some type of way too. Could be that as well. <laughs> Could be any number of things. But the point is, is that person didn't give you communication. Which I think, you know, people owe to one another sure. in terms of just kindness and generosity. And if you and I are, are talking a lot and we've kind of built up this rapport, like I would owe you some sort of something if I just decided to boof out of here. Yeah, I think that that would be appropriate. I think it would be appropriate. Uh, that but person didn't give it to you. You don't need that. You do not need that. You don't need to spend time on that with that person do you dodge the bullet as far as I'm concerned? Yeah, because if you look at, you know, if you look at character, not saying that people can't change, but that does let you know a lot about where that person is at that moment. So bringing it all together, I think you, I think you have, so we go back to the question. You say, you say you no longer have interest in trying to hang out with them anymore. Good. That's great. But I will admit that I'm a little curious as to what could have caused the sudden shift. I would say I think you have the answer. What caused the sudden shift is they decided to. Mm -hmm. And that's about all that you really need. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And for whatever reason, whatever way they justified it in their mind, they decided that was the right thing to do. And with that information, I think it clarified, it should clarify that this is not someone that you need to waste your time, talent, and treasure on. And if you gain something from this, it's to think, would I do that to somebody? Why? Or why not? Yeah. And then just carry on. You spend a little time on this and just think about how it affects you and how it influences you and how you move forward. But the important part is you just move forward. You just go on. So Lucy, LOL. Hope that's helped. Uh-huh. We just said a lot and uh, we appreciate you. Appreciate yeah. We you. appreciate you sending an email little curveball. We asked for it specifically. So, yeah, if you want to know if you have relationship uh, questions, <laughs> you can send them to comicbookjunto at barefoot.com. What I do appreciate, I want to say, Lucy sent us, uh, Lucy LOL, sorry, full name. Get it right. We're, no, we're not on a first name basis. Right. Don't just, don't just take that. And what I want to say that I really appreciate is she included uh, one, two, three, four alternative questions just in case we decided not to tackle that one. She's like other questions. If you want to answer them, if you could have one bionic limb, what would it be? And why we'll, we'll tackle these. At the yeah. So I, I, I thank you for the trove, but uh, I'm glad that we talked about the one that uh, you spent the email on. And I'm glad that you sent us an email. Great question. Somebody, I want to talk, tackle some of these other questions because they're pretty good, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think so, we'll yeah. save them and we'll put them in yeah. the stock. So if you want to ask us, like, you know, our taste on music, if you want to ask us movie questions, then whatever you want to ask, yeah. we're here. We're a community and we're not just talking, you know, geek questions. We can talk about other stuff as well. Mm -hmm. So that's that. 
on to the books of the week into the brown bag here. Yeah, we're going to pull uh, move over to our pull list. Um, right now we're recording. It is Thursday. So happy post brown bag day yeah. to you. Belated brown bag day, as it were. Uh, we're going to run through the books that we picked up on this Wednesday. And then we're going to choose our books of the week and, and talk through those <coughs> as well. Uh, I'm looking at my stack. I mentioned this just a few minutes ago, so I'll, I'll mention it again right now. I picked up New Superman, number one. I picked up Wonder Woman, number two, uh, which has been a book of the week for us previously. And this was an exciting one to read. So if you've been following along with our books of the week, you're probably picking up Wonder Woman. And I liked this issue. Um, you know, you and I, we we had a little trepidation with a previous issue, and we weren't sure where this is going. I liked you gotta this. got to give it some time. got to see little, where it goes. A little course correction. I picked yeah. up Vision, number nine. And my book of the week, our books of the week, Civil War 2, issue 3, as well as Power Man and Iron Fist, issue 6. I picked up Philadelphia Weekly. Oh, um, I heard that was good. Yeah, you know, some... Uh, it's good value, too. Yeah, you know, free. Had some, had some folks on the, on, on the cover there. Um, Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, mm -hmm. Rebirth, number one. I got Batman Detective Comics 936. That's right. You heard me right. Yeah. I got Wonder Woman number two. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I have new Superman number one. I also got Nightwing Rebirth number one. Oh, That's hey. pretty good. Yeah. Um, and I got Books of the Week, Civil War two number three, and Power Man and Iron Fist number six. Excellent. Uh, I think we want to do our Books of the Week. You know what? I want to start with Civil War. Sounds good. I want to start with Civil War. Um, this is something that all of us have been really excited for, especially after the, the second issue of Civil War II. That, that was a, a cliffhanger, and I was really excited to, to hop into this as quickly as possible because the contents of this issue, they've been making big news in, in comic book world. Given spoilers. that... Spoilers, 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 spoilers. Yeah, what we're about to do is we're going to go into our books of the week. We're going to dissect two books. We're going to talk about them in full. And that means we're going to spoil the hell out of these Internet, books. Internet, listen to me. Lean in closer. Come here real quick. Listen, listen to what I'm telling you. There is a gihugimous spoiler yeah. in Civil War II number three. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, you don't want this spoiled if you're reading this story. If you haven't read Civil War II number three, press pause, go read it, and come back. Make you're it a going priority. to be angry once we start talking about this because this is a very big spoiler. It's a big deal what happened in this book. Mm -hmm. So three, two, one. It's, it's your, your fault. fault. There we go. All right. Civil War II. I don't know how I managed to uh, ignore all the spoilers for this one, but this morning, right before I, I, I dug into the book, somebody, somebody nailed it to the wall. Somebody says, hey, can you believe this thing just happened? And that was the first that I had heard of that before I read it. So I, I immediately wanted to chase that sensation, that disappointment of finding that out Oof. outside of the panels by reading the book. Yeah. And I was not disappointed at all. Excellent. Hey, this, this really was a good. heartbreaker of an issue. Yeah. This was a really tough issue. Um, we're, we're beginning on the heels of last issue, although I should actually take a step back. We're starting in a courtroom. Right, Manhattan Federal Courthouse. Mm -hmm. We're and, starting in a courtroom, and you know Matt Murdock himself, aka Daredevil, spoilers. aka the Daredevil. <laughs> if you didn't know that, yeah, is uh, is is bringing 
Carol Danvers to the stand mm-hmm. to talk to her about some events that took place. Right. Uh, so it looks like this is so it looks like the courthouse is current yes. time. Yeah. And, you know, we've got Matt Murdoch asking some questions, kind of being like, hey, who are you? State your name. What do you do? Yada, mm-hmm. yada, yada. And ultimately it concluded that, you know, you know, what are you out there doing? And she's like, you know, I'm Captain Marvel and out here. So then we cut to when Captain Marvel actually approaches and confronts. Bruce Banner. Can you recall the events of July 19th of this year? So we get a little flashback. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So now we want to catch them up real quick on what happened and why she's over there talking to Bruce Banner. Yeah. So in in, uh, Civil War... Two issue two. If you do not recall, our uh, our new Inhuman who experiences visions of the future experienced a vision in which the Hulk killed everybody, and not only that, but that experience was felt by everybody in the room. Yeah. So he was not the only one who was going through that. Everybody felt that experience. So that was right. the first time that that was kind of broadcast to a, a, a group of people. Yeah. Um, even though it's just a prediction, even though it's, it's future stuff, you know, it felt real enough for other people to get a little spooked. So here we have Carol Danvers and Tony Stark rushing to Bruce Banner's laboratory, mm-hmm. quote unquote, secret laboratory Yeah, that he didn't think anybody knew about. And asking him a few questions, effectively saying, what the hell are you working on right now? Yeah. And why don't you just come outside with us for a second so we can talk? Yeah. Because basically what they're doing is we have Captain Marvel who's like, look, we need to use this as preventative measures to address people before they actually do what they're going to do. And it's significant here because the vision was the Hulk killing a bunch of people, mm-hmm. but Bruce Banner has not turned into the Hulk for over a year. And he keeps saying that. He keeps he's making that statement. Very like, adamant. I haven't hulked out in over a year. I haven't done it in over a year. Like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. I haven't done anything. And, you know, understandably, you can imagine if two of your peers run up on you and start questioning you. Number one, it's like, wait a minute. What, what, what do you, first of all, what are you doing here? Second yeah. of all, how did you know I was here? Yeah. Third of all, who, how are you accusing me of stuff? You don't even, you know, it's like, wait, oh, slow down, slow down. I could see me if it was me, that would have set my temperature boiling oh, yeah. to begin. And not even two of your peers, but the moment he steps outside of his lab, Oof. everybody, I stopped and I looked at this page for a little while. I don't know why, but it startled me to see everybody on his lawn, outside his pad, waiting for answers. Basically, an army of superheroes. And by the way, something that I noticed, Medusa is standing next to a dog with a tuning fork on his head. That's true. That's Lockjaw. Mm-hmm. Lockjaw is Black Bolt's dog. Mm-hmm. Lockjaw can teleport, right? Mm-hmm. Lockjaw usually has a mustache, but uh, it seems to me that uh, that is no longer. He they shaved sh- it. They shaved the stash off a of Lockjaw. So yeah. I don't know if that was a creative decision by David Marquez, the artist for this book. Uh, whatever the case, I notice no stash. Yeah. And the big question is like, what are you working on? Yeah. And notice Bruce is not really answering the question, you know? So at this point in the story, you kind of feel bad. You're like, dang, yo, this is crazy. Like, yeah. why are you running up on him like that? And you're also torn because it's like, Carol's like, look, if he's on a wig out, we need to get on top of this. Tony's like, whoa, chill. Hold on. Like, we don't mm-hmm. know what's going on. It hasn't happened yet. And that's the sides. Those are the two sides that you're on. So you're kind of like, I see both sides. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I I was kind of at this point leaning on like, dag, Bruce hasn't like actually done anything yet. Yep. And this is wild. And if I put myself in his shoes, of course I'd be angry. And you got to think, what kind of wisdom is it 
you know, Tony says, no matter what, stay calm. Yep. It's like Tony's like, bro, I know you. I know this I is know you're ha- about to wig out uh-huh, right now. Uh-huh, I know you're uh-huh. about to wild out. Please. Like, I didn't even want them to do this. But you here know, we are. but here we are. So just stay calm. So they explain to him that they've had this vision. That Carol Danvers and Tony Stark explain this is what we saw. This is what we felt. This is the context. We just need to know what's going on here. And at this point, Hank McCoy, Beast, has hacked into Bruce Banner's computer system and discovers what they refer to as proof. And the proof is that Banner has been working on some gamma stuff, on on Hulk stuff, Mm -hmm. a.k.a. you know he has been dabbling in that which turned him into a monster in the first place, which scares everybody. Like, whoa. Yeah. And what Bruce is trying to explain is, no, 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 no. The work that I'm doing right now is the reason why why I why haven't transformed. I haven't, yeah, I've been doing this, and it's been keeping me from, from wigging out, you know? Yeah. So they're having a conversation about a number of things. They're having a conversation about a split decision. Basically, all of these Avengers and Inhumans and everybody who rolled up here to visit Bruce Banner... We're not we're not all on the same page about how we do this. Yeah, and you know what was funny? It wasn't funny, but interesting. Like it seems like they almost are fulfilling the prophecy. Yes. By how they're acting. Yes. Because you know, you see Beast goes, he's experimenting on himself. And you see Bruce's face turn. Like That's the way that the way they illustrated it, it was like, uh oh. Like as I was reading, I'm like, oh see, now you because you're messing with his work now. You know? Mm-hmm. And that started like firing him up. So the the proposal was put out there, and I think this was a really important panel, although a small one. Tony is talking to Bruce Banner, and he says, so we have a bit of a moral dilemma mm-hmm. on our hands. And Bruce finishes his or responds to him by saying, wait for me to hulk out or stop me before it happens. Mm-hmm. And clearly this group of superheroes, we're a little split on how we do this. And before yeah. we can have much more of a dialogue. Wait, hold on. A couple more things I want to get into before we, before we jump to that part. Please. Okay. So B says you're injecting yourself with treated gamma cells. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of a, Oh my, you saw the whole crowd go, Oh, this dude is wild. Yeah, like, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's like, if you were kind of like on the fence, it's like, ah, I don't know. And then when Beast goes down, it's like, you can see people throw their hands up and go, Bruce. Yeah. Well, what, what? I mean, like, come on, son. Like, and you know better. Carol Carol reacts that way. She's, she's surprised. You're experimenting on yourself again? Like, yeah. why would you do that? But but Bruce, so, okay, so, and then we have, uh, what's the girl from S.H.I.E.L.D.? I always forget. Maria Hill. Maria, she says, as director of S.H.I.E.L.D., I'm placing you under arrest. We have to detain you. I'm begging you, come quietly. Thor, do not make this difficult. Yo, I'm not even the Hulk, and I would be hot. I was mad. Like, I would be like, whoa, wait, slow down. Wait, like, wait a minute. Like, hold, give me a second here. Like, you're trying to detain me, and he puts it all in perspective. He goes, this is Bruce Banner. I haven't turned into the Hulk in almost a year because of my experiments. And then, Tony, Bruce, calm down. And you you all come to my home and accuse me of? He's like, Bruce. And he's like, what did you think? Like, he's, like, he's really going. Like, you can see him, like, in the way they're writing the words and the word bubbles. You see the words are getting bigger and darker. And you turn the page... And it's like, what 
just happened. Even though you look at the page and you have panels that you can stare at for a long time, it still happens very quickly. Yeah. You can sit and look at this panel forever. Great. It still happens very quickly. Let's just talk about the, like in comics, if you do it right, the page turn reveal can be big. They do this in The Walking Dead a lot. You turn the page and it's this big one page like moment. And they did a two page moment here. We see an arrow come flying, and I was like, no, they did not. Yep. So an arrow goes, and it hits Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne. <laughs> it hits Bruce Wayne. Superman uh, yeah, shot so, Bruce Wayne. Yeah, and then Dr. Arrow. Manhattan walks out, and he's like, rebirth. Sorry. It's like, hey, <laughs> starting over, guys. Somebody uh, had to go. Arrow shoots out. It, it hits Bruce Banner. Takes him down. Looks like a headshot. Yeah, it looks like it certainly looks like a headshot. Uh, it takes him down. We and get close-ups on everybody's face. Too, right? Uh, I don't know if we, yeah, maybe it's a, I think it's actually just one because we, it's revealed a little later that there was something packed into that arrow. Um, and we see a close up of, of Banner's face, blood dripping from his head, tears dripping from his eyes. And I think that's, that's conclusive, right? We, we know right in this moment, I knew in this moment, Bruce Banner is dead. <sighs> Crazy man. The Hulk is dead. Well, at that point, I didn't know he was dead. I was like, "Oh my gosh, you you better have killed him." Yeah, you know what I mean? Because I'm like, because I'm thinking, if you didn't kill him, it's it's over. And then I'm automatically like, "Wait, did Green Arrow shoot that?" Because the arrow's green. And I'm like, "Well, hold on a second. Green Arrow's in DC, so that must have been Hawkeye." Yeah. Hawkeye so everybody goes rushing that. to the the these the, the tree line, mm-hmm. and they discover Clint Barton with his bow on the ground. And he's like, take me. Yeah. And he's ready. I know exactly how this is going to work. I know he's what presenting his wrists. I know, I know what I did. I did it on purpose. And then we go back to the trial, the courtroom. And so let's just, let's just, let's just pause. Sure. This, I need the Russo brothers. I need the Russo <laughs> brothers to walk us through this. Yeah. In, 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 in the cinema. Yeah. Man, this is good. Yeah. This is some good comic book writing right here. Brian Michael Bendis, boy. Yeah. Who is it? What what's Marquez's first David name? David Marquez. <sighs> yeah, David Marquez. Great job. Yeah, did an excellent job, job with the pacing of this too. Yeah. yeah. So we're uh we're bouncing back between the scene and also the, the the flashback of when it happened and also the the courtroom and people were asking Clint Barton why he did this. Why did you kill Bruce Banner? And this was major. Clint says Bruce asked me to do it. Now I'm like Okay, wait, 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 wait. You got to walk me through this. Like, what, what's going on here? Another flashback, and we see uh, kind of a bedraggled Bruce Banner. Cool part, cool part. Who do we see watching TV? Genki and Miles. Yeah, yeah. So you we're know? also, you know, there's a little bit of like an OJ kind of thing happening here, mm. where all of the superheroes are experiencing these, this trial yeah. of their fellow superhero, of their peer. Yeah. On television. Right. Not all of them are just up in the courthouse, you know, watching it there. It's not like they're rendering a verdict. They're this, experiencing this through the media just like anybody it's else. It's crazy. You know, you got, I mean, Carol's yelling at him like, why'd you do it? We got Steve Rogers, Captain America, walks over to him. He's like, yo, answer him. Look at me. And the dude is just like crying. I mean, he's broken. Like, this is dramatic. This is This is some good storytelling here so bruce banner a long time ago had uh confronted clint and gave him basically the the kill shot gave him 
something that would kill Bruce Banner, kill the Hulk immediately Mm. and said, here's the thing. I haven't turned into the Hulk for a long time. However, Mm -hmm. when I dream, I dream as the Hulk. I close my eyes and it's all rage. I am the monster. When it happens again, not if, when it happens again, you are going to kill me. You take me out. I'm telling you this is how it works. Clint doesn't want to do it. There's no way that I'm going to do it. And the reason that uh, uh, he's coming to Clint, the reason that Bruce is coming to Clint is he says, there are few people I know who eventually will be able to live with the choice, which is kind of heavy and messed up. And Clint takes it that way and says, wow, okay, thanks. I think that's an insult. I don't really know how to take that. But Bruce is confident that Clint would be able to do it and eventually understand that it was the right thing to do. And that's how this went down. Like, listen to, listen to this internet. This is Bruce Banner talking. I dream as him. I dream rage. I wake up with the taste of blood in my mouth. I wake up and I'm not sure if it happened or not. Sometimes I have to turn on the news to make sure. And I know, you know, everyone else knows I may wake up one day and it's not a dream. And if that happens, it means I've tried everything else and nothing else worked. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? Like, when you watch... The Hulk on TV, the old show with, you know what I mean? Like, who's the bodybuilder dude? Lou Ferrigno. Lou Ferrigno. Yeah. That's not the, that's not the, that's not the character you get. Like, this is like, dang, that's a tortured dude. Yeah. That gives you a real sense of like, all your life, you're constantly just keeping it in check. You're just praying and hoping and wishing and like, I don't want to do this. And you start to have to ask yourself... In light of what's going on right now, is it fair to provoke a dude for what you think he's going to do? And we talk about, look, internet, I'm going to stop apologizing because I'm just going to lay what it is. You look at profiling, Mm -hmm. look at racial profiling. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like arresting someone for what they look like, for what their history is. Someone gets shot by the cops and what do you do? You bring up his mug shots. Yeah. You bring up what he did in the past. Well, you know, it's funny. Some way to like justify what you've done. It's kind of like, dang, is it like, that's really the real question here. Is it cool? Is it okay to take action? You know what I mean? Is it, if a dude, like, I mean, Walk with me. Peace, peaceful protests. You come out with shotguns and tanks and helmets, and you and you expect everybody to be cool, yeah. right? So Bruce Banner is like, look, I'm trying to chill. You show up with the Avengers, the Inhumans, and the X-Men. Like, you expect me to, like, not wig out? Yeah. Of course I'm going wild out. Look what you, you're, you're provoking me. I'm trying to chill. I'm trying to, and the parallel between what I'm seeing with the peaceful protests out there and saying, look, let us do our thing. We're trying our best not to cause no problems here. But yeah. you guys keep running up on us, and then you're going to be like, look, you're acting out. It's like, well, what do you want me to do? You yeah. know what I mean? It's hard for me. It's very easy for me to see that parallel and kind of see a similarity here. And it's interesting that you bring that up because we're going to look at that in our other book of the week, Power Man and Iron Fist, as well as the the events that that take place later in this issue of Civil War II. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the first things that Matt Murdock brings up in the courtroom is Clint Barton's past. How can we trust that you're some noble guy? Right. How can we trust that you didn't just kill this person in cold blood? Right. How can we trust that any of these engagements that you've told us about actually happened? Right. Right. And there's a lot going on here. It, the crux of this right here is even with a video 
uh, confession from Bruce Banner that says, here's the deal. I, I am the person in charge of my life. Even and with death. video, even with that, y- y'all now, internet, you don't see the pe- compare, even the, the parallel there's video. Yeah. There's proof. Well, there's I mean, evidence. like the, the it's confession we, for Bruce Banner to say, Hey, I'm Bruce Banner and I'm making this video to say, Look. if you're watching it right now, I'm dead. And I, I, told Clint Barton to do it. Right. Right. So even with that, now the question we're wrestling with is, is that still make it okay? Does that make it okay? And was he about to turn into the Hulk? He hadn't turned into the Hulk yet. Right. And what he had asked Clint to do was to take him down. If he before, turns into the Hulk, or if he turns right say before, if it's, it kind of a question was what, what's the wording mm-hmm. here? So what, what was he asking for? Now, Clint says the reason I'm the best archer in the damn world mm-hmm. is because I have incredible eyesight. Mm-hmm. I saw his eyes flicker green. Mm-hmm. I know what that means. Mm-hmm. He told me what I need to do. I did it. Yeah. I didn't want to do it. It broke me. I did it for y'all, but I did it. And the other thing is, I did it for us. Yeah. You know, it wasn't just because I wanted to do it. I didn't want to do it. But I took I took the L so that everybody else could, like, live. You know, I know what I'm doing. I knew what I was doing. We get to see the X-Men watching this on TV as well. We see that Beast is confirming uh, that the device that was inside of the arrow was made by Bruce Banner, in fact. So it seems like everything is corroborated for Clint Barton. However, at the end of the day, Clint Barton killed Bruce Banner. Clint Barton killed Bruce Banner. And that's a lot to handle. And that's not going to leave Clint anytime soon. And now we have this separation of how people feel about it. Carol Danvers goes out and says, I'm not happy. I'm not feeling good. But I know that Clint saved us. Mm -hmm. I know that Clint saved people's lives. Mm -hmm. What he did damned him, condemned him, but he saved our lives. And, And what's the measure of a superhero? What kind of sacrifice is heroic? I mean, is this something like that, taking somebody else's life if you knew that it was going to prevent others? So we have a separation here because now we've got... Tony Stark doesn't feel that way. Tony is upset with Carol because he he feels as though these are Carol's designs. Yeah, like they they he, you keep sparking these drugs. Yeah, you're the person who is paying attention to these visions. Yeah. The last time you, you pulled some shit on, on these visions, Rhodey died. Right. My best friend, James Rhodes, died. Mm-hmm. Now, who else is going to die based on what you're trying to do here? And understandably, he's upset and he's shook and he's worried. But now we're seeing some division. Carol's also going out and saying, look, there have been other opportunities where we've taken advantage of these visions, this the young and human. We've taken advantage of the intel he's given us, and it's allowed us to prevent horrible things from happening. We see some scenes in which uh, the Avengers are like basically just beating up Modoc or chasing him out of a scene. We also see uh, the New York stock exchange and something it appears was going to happen at the New York stock exchange. So they were apparently the Avengers were able to stop that. We see our boys, Danny Rand and Luke Cage chasing after black cat and daredevil. Yeah. Yeah. And daredevil chasing after black cat. So it's not without some success rate, what they're doing, but it is absolutely with some major, major casualty. So this is, this is just making the divide that much deeper, that much more profound and philosophical. And Carol and Tony are totally at odds with one another. 
totally, totally, totally at odds. And we even see some of the Avengers trying to figure shit out for themselves. You know, Kamala Khan, Miles, and, uh, uh, um, damn, I just lost his name. Nova. Um, they're all trying to figure out like, what is going on? I have no idea what's going on. I think I'm with Iron Man. I don't know. So this is something that's influencing everybody Mm -hmm. in the Marvel universe. And the way that this turns out, when it finally, finally turns out, the trial comes to a conclusion. Mary Jane is hanging with Tony because Mary Jane Watson works with Tony now. And uh, she says, hey, trial's ended. Do you want to know what they came to, what the verdict is? Tony doesn't want to know, doesn't want to hear it, doesn't want to see it on TV. He knows how it went down. So my assumption here is Clint is guilty, but I don't know. And I'm not sure if it even matters either way that he is condemned, like something bad is going to change his life. His life is different now. Meanwhile, uh, Tony Stark's AI Friday, Mm -hmm. she pops up and she says, the calculations on Ulysses, that's the inhuman with the visions, right? Calculations on Ulysses brain activity are far from complete, but I think I know how his visions work. Hmm. So that's something. And then <clears throat> ending that, right? Says, Oh my God, Tony, Tony, Tony says, Oh my God, Mary J, Mary, MJ goes, what is that? And Tony goes, it's, it's our future. And then we get a to be continued. Mm-hmm. So he's looking at a screen, apparently that Friday is showing him. And then we have to wait two weeks to see what that is. Mm-hmm. Here's something about this book. Mm. When people die, I believe it. Yes. Yeah. You know what? It's very interesting. I'm, I'm happy that you like, bring that oh, up. Oh yeah. They're dead. Right. Okay. Captain America, hell Hydra. Sure. No, okay. it carries weight. It carries weight. It's like, no, I'm pr- I feel like Rhodey's dead. Yep. I feel like she Hulk is in a coma and she's about to die. Yeah. I feel like Bruce Banner slash the Hulk is dead. Yeah. I, I, I'm not feeling like, Hey, this character is just going to come back. It has Even gravity. though we know they're going to come back. Sure, sure. But, but it has gravity. It, it doesn't feel meaningless. It doesn't feel meaningless. Not like, we have a huge battle and Apocalypse killed a bunch of people and like, rest in peace for them, I guess. You know, no, th- this, this feels personal. It feels tragic. It feels like the death affects other heroes. Um I'm really impressed with Civil War 2. You know, event books sometimes are really exhausting. And I'm, I know I've brought that up before, but this has been a ride. And immediately after reading this, I reached out to other people. I'm like, can I just talk to somebody about this? This, is, this was a good comic and I'm affected by it. And I just want to ch- chat through some things. Very good. Very good. We're going to continue with Civil War 2 because that is the setting for Power Man and Iron Fist Number six. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to kick us off with Power Man and Iron Fist number six? Well, Power Man and Iron Fist number six. Flaviano is back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we just see Luke Cage and Danny Rand watching TV. And are they watching... What 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 fight what are they watching? I believe they're watching the coverage of the where, battle with Thanos that yeah, killed Brody. Brody dies. Yep. Okay, so you know they're watching this, and Jessica Jones comes by with the daughter with Luke's daughter Danielle, um, and C A H, cute as heck. Yeah, yeah. And they're just you know watching it, and they're just like you know just like man, I can't believe this is happening. Can't believe this is going on. And they talk about on the news how Rhodey actually died. Yeah. And, you know, we see Luke 
kind of do a flashback um, into where he and Rhodey were having some exchange of words that were not too pleasant. I love this. I love this series of panels because we get to, A, we get to see uh, Sam Wilson's old suit, the old Falcon suit, and I love the Falcon suit. But I, I like to see characters, superheroes, have these petty squabbles. Like, not world-ending, we're going to fight against each other, just we have a difference of opinion here. And Luke Cage is furious with War Machine, because War Machine just blew up a damn building. Right. And Luke's saying, who's going to pay for this? Yeah. How, how are you going to do this? Yeah. And then, War Machine calls Luke a thug. Wild. And they just have that whole thing, like... You, you just call me a thug? Yeah. Oh, my God. It feels so relatable mm. that kind of conversation like did uh, did you just say that did you really just say that yeah and it's interesting that you know like two men two black men who are fighting together you know are name calling in that way yeah you know? that that whole self-righteous thug routine that went out after tupac died yeah it's it's, it's crazy it's, it's like man you're gonna call me a thug like you're gonna bring up like, and I don't even know that Luke Cage was ever a thug. He was a criminal. That's I a, mean, that was a, talking about when he was in jail. Yeah. So like his origin story. But, okay. So he, so that Rhodey's going back to that. And I feel like what Rhodey's playing on is, you know, Rhodey is in the military. Yeah. He's Rhodey like, uses technology. He's zipping around. He's strategic. There's and, a lot and happening. And I think there's here. also a level to where he feels like, I mean, at least the way the character is being written in this is like. There's a self-righteousness in uh -huh. like, I don't know if he means this, but it's like, I'm black, but I'm not a thug like you. Yeah, I'm not a street brawler. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm black. I'm in the military. I use technology. I use weapons. You know, I, I have I have a system behind me. You're just big, strong. You were in, you know, you were in jail and you just beat people up. And what you gets know? me is, you know, they're looking at uh, the news. Danny and Luke are watching the news and they see that. Rhodey is dead. And the only thing that Luke can focus, is, focus on is the fact that he didn't get the opportunity to, you know, bury the hatchet. They didn't have the opportunity to talk about that squabble. And now Rhodey is dead. Yeah. And I think that's very real, right? You think about the last moment that you had with someone who's passed and you just hope like hell it was a good one. And how hard, how much it hurts to realize that it was not your best moment or anybody's. This was not the perfect framing of your relationship. Right. And now you got to live with that on you. Yeah. Speaking of which, you see the same thing happen with Danny Rand. You know, you see an interaction with She-Hulk. Yeah. That happened in the past where they exchange an, an embrace. Mm -hmm. You know, they're kissing and talking about, you know, how Iron Fist has this other relationship. And, mm -hmm. you know. Misty Knight. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, and you know, She-Hulk was like, look, man, you know. You're a good guy. You know, you might not want to wait yeah, around. They're, you know, they, they're flirting. They're they're change. They're like exchanging a little affection. Yeah. Uh, Danny saves She Hulk's life, and so she kisses him. And you know, they're just kind of like doing their thing. And that means this person, even if they didn't have something very strong, they had some level of intimacy, right? And now we find out Danny Rand discovers. You know, She Hulk Jennifer is in a coma. We don't know if she's going to make it through the night. Yeah. Bad stuff is going down. Yeah. Your friends are hurt or dead. And, so that, and they're all feeling it. Yeah. Everybody's feeling it. This is, I'm feeling it. Then we get a flash to uh, somebody on the run, Charles Cardona, who we come to understand was formerly known as Carlos Cabrera or the Gamecock, uh, a, a villain, a, b a bad guy from, from 
the old days. Uh, and he's being chased by a car filled with a, a group of masked like vigilantes called the preemptive strike. preemptive strike. The concerned citizens taking the law into their own hands. Interesting. So not superheroes per se, although mm-hmm. not far from it. Mm-hmm. These are people who make radical decisions and are chasing down former villains or former bad guys and basically uh, beating the hell out of them, trying to deliver justice before they do anything wrong. So what's the difference between them and what we just saw happen with Bruce civil, you know, civil war two, number three. Yeah. You know, and Carol Dameron's okay with this. And the thing that I'm thinking about now is I'm also thinking about the way that people profile racially profiling people and saying, Oh, you grew up in this neighborhood. Mm. You used to be this way. Mm. I saw you selling CDs Uh and we're going to, Basically, what are you doing out here? Yeah, we're going we're going to go after you with our brand of justice. What's going on? Uh, uh, what's your name? Let me see your ID. Uh, what are you doing? What, what's what, what, what? How long you been out here? And what do you like? You know what I'm saying? Like this is an interesting way of telling the story of using again geek culture to kind of address what's going on in the world. Is it okay for? You know, these people to take this into their own hands and run up on people just because of their perception of what this guy did in the past. Yeah. So we're going to spend a little time with them and, and, and preemptive strike and see what they're up to. Basically, they just beat the run this dude down and beat the crap out of Yeah, him. they really did. Um, and uh, meanwhile, we have Danny and Luke, and they're visiting the Triskelion, uh, this, the S.H.I.E.L.D. headquarters, and they want to get in to see She-Hulk. Um, they're unable to get into She-Hulk, but Carol Danvers runs into him and says, hey, you know, some pleasantries. I'm so happy to see the two of you are actually kicking it. The rumor was that you're back together and I'm happy that that is true. And it seems like Carol is doing just a, a little bit of work to try to explain the situation. So Luke and Danny will, you know, join her side, her side. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And whether she's doing this with an agenda or not, she's just trying to say, here's how it is. Do, are you someone who supports me or where are you? And it leaves both uh, Danny and, and Luke just feeling a little rough. I, I don't think they have an idea of what they want to do. And they also don't necessarily know how to proceed with it. Like they leave, they, they argue just a little bit about what's going on and trying to make sense of it. And then immediately, you know, Luke is just cracking jokes. He's like trying to change the subject. Yeah. I don't know how to handle this situation. Yeah. So I'm just going to change the subject. Right. Yeah. We're going to talk about our flying car and that sort of thing. He even makes a pun. Luke Cage makes a pun. Karate. Yeah. He's going, he's really uncomfortable. He's really uncomfortable. He doesn't do that. That's no. Really, yeah. He's trying to, you got to think about the fact that, you know, when you, when you see your buddy's not feeling good, you know, sometimes that makes you feel awkward and you just kind of like want to move on or you want to comfort them. If you feel like you can't comfort them, it's just like, okay, so, uh, how about the Eagles? You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. What can I do? Yeah. And between the two of them, they they both mutually decide they they want to stay out of this entirely. Whatever conflict is happening in Civil War, I don't want to part in it. I don't want to part in it because we've been there before. We have fought the good guys as good guys. I don't want to deal with that right now. Understandable. It's understandable to say, hey, look, that's between y'all. I really don't want to have to deal with this mm-hmm. um, because... That's just not what I'm into. Yeah. I uh, I see that we, we go back to preemptive strike. Preemptive strike is beaten up on another former bad guy. This guy, Shadrick Daniels, a.k.a. the Mangler. Um, and they're just beating on these people left and right. And then we get to spend a little time with Danny and Luke in their garage. And they uh, they have a van pull up on them. 
pulled up into their garage, their, their undecorated headquarters as it is. And it's the children and family and friends of these former bad guys that are getting beat up on by preemptive strike. Yeah. And it immediately, it triggers Danny and Luke. They think, Okay, shit's going down. Right. You, you're just gonna roll up into the good guys' headquarters and yeah. not expect to the fight. Thought, they thought they wanted they wanted knuckle, and it was like, actually, we heard what you did for Tombstone. We want to hire you. You guys are heroes for hire. No one told us that the please beat my ass convention was in town. <laughs> Way to go, Danny. <laughs> That's right. You all should have brought umbrellas because we're about to start raining ass kickings. Raining. It's a creative metaphor. <laughs> I love, like, we still have these moments. We still yeah. get to have a little we bit of joy. still have those little chuckles. Yeah, but this this crew, they rolled up and said, look, you don't understand. We don't want to fight you. We heard about what you did with uh, your your old secretary and, and Black Mariah, and we need your protection. People are rolling up on our family members and our friends, and they're beating them, and they're coming after us next. And that's the situation that they're in. So they kind of get convinced that, you know, they do it. Okay, we're heroes for hire. So yeah, sure, we will protect you. And no sooner did they come to that conclusion, but preemptive strike bust through the wall of the headquarters. And uh, it's clear that they're a bunch of goons. You know, the way that they're drawn, yeah. the way that they speak to one another, they're they're nobodies. They're taking the law into their own hand and they're beating up on people, but they they don't know what they're doing. These right. are not good people, not at all. And uh, they get into a fight, which gets interrupted. Yeah. And, and the one of the guys calls the cops. Now, this is an interesting point because yeah. these guys are coming in. They're, they're attacking these folks. They, these former criminals and friends of criminals haven't really done anything yet, but they're coming after them. And the one dude calls the cops. So one of the characters goes, don't call the cops. Yeah, because never. It, yeah, it's a bunch of villains, cops. a bunch of bad guys. It's a whole situation. And that expression, don't call the cops, God, that resonates with what's happening in our world mm -hmm. right now. Yeah. That idea like, oh, these people who could protect us aren't going to protect us. Oh, no. Don't no. even bother. Don't do it. Yeah. So I felt that one. And uh, they roll in in, in riot gear. The cops roll in and SWAT and military uh, riot shields and all that stuff and ARs and a you know, everybody just kind of books it as quickly as they can. And the only people who aren't able to do that are Danny and uh, one of the one of the guys who showed up for protection. Yeah. Is this, uh, it's uh, Spear, um, the brother of Mangler. Yeah. So Danny and Spear are, are getting arrested. They get arrested. Yeah. And, and Luke is the whole wins. time. Luke is trying to get back to him and try to like protect him and try to do all that kind of stuff, but they already got him locked up by the time he gets there. So we get it to be continued with Danny in the back of the squad car, the paddy wagon looking out the window. So I'm like, there's a lot happening here. There, there are panels in which we see characters being choked and forced to the ground and begging to be get off, like get off. Yeah. Right. These guys haven't done anything. Yeah. Danny Rand is kicking some of these cops off of one of the guys. And he's saying, let the man breathe. Tell me that does not remind you of Eric Garner. That was like, great. Tell me that does not. There's a lot in this book. Yeah. I mean, that, that, I think like that, and it, like, if you look at the move he's doing to him, yeah, it looks like the same thing. If you've seen the Eric Garner video, mm -hmm. it looks the same way. And to have, you know, to have, Iron Fist to have Danny Rand kick those two cops and say, let the man breathe. It's of course, mm -hmm. you know, you, I saw that and I was like, man, that's powerful. Yeah. And the that's cops are, scene. the cops are arresting Danny and Spear and Spear is saying, arresting me for what? 
I didn't do anything. Right. For what? And he keeps yelling, for what? Yeah. And that's, and that's, that's what we've seen. I mean, if you're watching these things, I hear you watching. I mean, they like I was watching DeRay. DeRay had his periscope. Yeah. And DeRay's peacefully, peacefully protesting. DeRay, the, 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 I guess some would say the leader of Black Lives Matter, by the well, way. Well, he's, he's one of. One of. He's one but of. He's, he's absolutely a voice for Black Lives yeah, Matter. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so he's periscoping, peacefully protesting, walking in the area he's supposed to be walking in. And they just snatch him. Like you see his phone drop. They grab him. And he's like, I'm under arrest, y'all. And it was it was wild to just see them run up on him and snatch him. And it's like, for what? Yeah. For what? And there's this extremely powerful picture of DeRay down on one knee and them locking him up. And it's really like, for what reason? It's severe. Yeah. So it is very severe per, uh, uh, persecution. Uh, I I love that this it, this this comic book. Again, I I just have to point this out is written by a black man, David Walker. I think David Walker has a perspective that is necessary. And I'm so happy to see that come through in a comic like this, where it's really not smacking you over the head and saying, you know, uh, uh, fight fight the cops or you can't trust authority or anything all over those lines, but it's showing us what it looks like when you take a step away. When you look at a panel of police dressed like they're in the military and they're choking yeah, people out and all that. Yeah. This is what it looks like to see this. This is what it looks like. And they're going after the good guys. They're going after people who don't deserve it. So I appreciate this perspective in the book. I know you and I were excited to see how Power Man and Iron Fist operates inside of the confines of Civil War. I wonder how much more we'll see in terms of Civil War. Like, do they pick a side or what? Yeah, well, it mean, seems like they got their hands full with something else. It's still within Civil War for next next uh, next month's issue. Right. So what do you think of the issue? Did you like this one? I thought it was excellent. Yeah. I thought it was excellent. And this, I like this really um, uh, as a contrast to last issue. The last issue, we had a lot of fun. It was sort of the interim where they're just telling that story of the one time they beat up the dude and they were on the radio show, right? But now we get a yeah. little, we, we get a little meat and potatoes in this. And, and I, I just like this book a lot. I think everything about this book works. Artwork is great. Absolutely. The story is good. It somehow manages to be very funny and also gravely serious at the same time. So props to David Walker and to Flaviano. Absolutely. Uh-huh. So let's see what's going on for next week. Oh, um, and Crunch a Munch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Talk, talk about the Crunch a Munch real Yeah, quick. so we're still getting a lot of Fiddle Faddle, and I like the Fiddle Faddle is there, but Fiddle Faddle is a snack. I don't know if you were familiar with that. And Danny yeah. appears yeah. to be confusing it with a different snack. Which is, which is funny because Fiddle Faddle and Crunch a Munch are actually... Quite similar snacks. Yeah, they're basically the same style of like popcorn snack thing. So uh, Danny's trying his hand at doing the fiddle faddle thing, but he calls it crunch a munch. I like that. Danny's just always seems like such a dope. <laughs> He's so good. He's a good guy. Yeah. All right. So books of the week for next week. Um, I'm suggesting Batman number three. Okay. Because Batman is continuing, moving forward with that. And I'm also suggesting Spider-Man number six, I believe it is. Let me look real quick. Yes, Spider-Man Miles Morales number six. Make mine Marvel. Let's do that. We'll do a little Batman Tom King, and we'll do a little Miles Morales. Sounds good. Mm -hmm. All right. So that looks like that's going to be our episode for this week. Uh, why don't you let the people know where they can find you on the internet? You can find me online on Twitter and on Instagram under the same name at 
Adam Tetris, A-D-A-M-T-E-T-E-R-U-S. You know, now that we've come into this, this, this sudden fame right. from Philly Weekly. Wow. Um, you know, if you're trying to send me these, the, the internet checks for the internet money, mm. you just you go ahead and wire that to my Twitter account. That's at Adam Tetris. That's a thing. Nope. But right. you know, you just right. send that money straight to my Pokemon go. Ah, mm-hmm. I'll just collect it from there. The Pokemans. Mm-hmm. All right. You got Pokemans. Ha, hey, Krypton series. <laughs> ha, how I make cool Pokemans. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and giant monster where we find you on the internet Octavius. you can find me twitter instagram snapchat all the same situation the same john at octavius a newman o-c-t-a-v-i-u-s-a-n-e-w-m-a-n thank you for listening please send your questions to us using hashtag askcbj or comic book junto j-u-n-t-o at barefruit.com that's b-3-a-r-f-r-u-i-t.com we love you uh we are so thankful for you guys continuing to stick with us and hang with us please share this show with someone else who doesn't listen to it you know let's try to get our subscriber base up leave us five stars and a positive comment on itunes you can listen to us on soundcloud Leave comments there. Subscribe there. We're also going to be on, also on Google Play. Mm-hmm. We're also on iTunes. We're also on Stitcher. We're on Overcast. Anywhere where you can get podcasts, you can get we us We out there. here. We out this, Joan. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, leave us five stars and a positive comment on iTunes. We don't ask you to give us no money, but we ask you for five stars and a positive comment. So do that for us. Mm-hmm. All right. That's hey, we this was a long one, but we're coming into you uh, a little delayed. So I think a little extra something, something was necessary. Yeah. And we hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I like that. You yeah. loyal. I like that. <laughs> All right. Until next time. Peace. <laughs>